Blog Talk Radio. I'll be. Walk 
do felony. Hotel, 
Grand Rising and Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X Form by way of Truth to Power. Dr. Robert X, how are you doing this evening? Good to have you back. Hotel Sister Bell and Hotel Family, it's, it's good to be back, Bell. Uh, there's no accounting for uh, for aging. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I've had things happening here that uh, I've never had happen before. So, you know, one of the things with these headaches, um, I've got medicine for it, but I won't take it. Mm-hmm. Okay because there's no tumors or anything like that. So uh, if it don't if it don't leave because of, of meditation, it'll it'll be with me for a minute. Uh mm-hmm. eventually I'll find what's causing it and uh, I'll deal with it myself. Okay. Uh but it it's good to be back, Bev. Uh so many things have happened since we were last on, it's just truly <laughs> unbelievable. And we and one thing is we saw white supremacy run head on right into some black faces. Yeah, uh, and I don't even want to get into that one. I know you're talking about Montgomery, Alabama, right? Yeah, everybody had talked about that. Uh, the symbolism is just off the off the chain uh, in terms mm-hmm. of the civil rights in uh, Martin King and. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there, family, mm-hmm. as long as the people go to jail, who initiated it, all right? Because mm-hmm. brother had a, 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 all the authority to do what he did. That was his job. Right. So as long as justice is handed down, uh, I don't. I'm not too much concerned about the rest of it. It was just a little fight. That was nothing mm-hmm. compared with what I seen uh, during the George Floyd riot. That was nothing. All of them were able to get up and leave. I saw people getting stomped. I mean, absolutely stomped out during the so-called riot. And I've seen even worse since then. So... As far as keeping everything in context, as far as I'm concerned, brawl, and I'm going to leave it right there because I think if what I've been calling for is necessary, and that's justice, period. As long as you do that, I'm good with it. Now, if you ain't going to hand out equal justice, then uh, I expect a lot, a lot more of that to happen. But for me, that whole thing fits within the framework of what the Democratic Party specifically uh, or generally and the elite specifically have been trying to push in this country for a long time. And that is, and everybody's been talking about it over the years, and that's a race war. That's what they want. So... I'm not contributing to that because I know the elite in this country are the problem. They're the ones who supported the politicians that supported and pushed the policies from uh, slavery to Jim Crow. See, they know poor white people 
institute slavery. It was rich white people. I'm looking at the elite, the general problem across the board. But I tell you, Bear, mm-hmm. and, and the family may recall for the last few months, I've been saying, you know, we got to do something on Africa. Mm-hmm. Because I want black people to understand, if Africa ain't free, no black people on this planet are free. And for the first time, since the Black Liberation Movement in the 1950s, for the first time, Africans are growing a backbone. For the first time since the Black Liberation Movement, the Africans are telling the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank and France and Britain and the United States to go to hell and take your money with you. This is what I've been calling for, okay, as you well know. And it's no coincidence that we've been talking about doing something on Africa, and now all this stuff is breaking out because of Russia. Okay, now we'll get into this next week. (coughs) But the dynamics are changing on on the global chessboard. And the Africans, just like uh, the Caribbean should do, damn going to the United Nations to get your freedom. The United Nations can't free you. Only you can free you. You see? So uh, I'm watching some very interesting things happen, but they're also very dangerous. I don't know, you may not recall, we had the uh, information from the uh, Pentagon Uh, which is nothing more than the global police power construct, okay, run by the elite again. They said that nothing would stop them from preventing Russia and China from gaining a major foothold in Africa and that they would be perfectly willing to blow up the whole world to keep that from happening. These are people at the very top of the Pentagon, all right? That's why Obama did AFRICOM, right? Then what did he do? He blew up Libya, okay? So Africa is the key to the movement of the world, and that's why it's so important. Uh, I'm not getting into no arguments over Pan-Africanism. I know what Pan-Africanism used to stand for, I don't quite know what it stands for today, all right? And that's because European institutions have been established like ECOWAS, right, to allegedly, uh, and the African Union, that's another European construct, to basically keep Europeans in control of Africa uh, while their proxies serve as the leaders. And that's why you're seeing so many coups all of a sudden here over the last couple of years. There's been a number of coups in Africa because the people are finally understanding. And I think the Internet may have uh, a lot to do with this in terms of uh, getting more information. But they're finally finding out what's really the problem. 
in countries whether you like them or not, like Russia and China, are not coming to Africa with guns and bullets to threaten Africans. They're coming with business. And if they want to buy guns and bullets, that's business. So, of course, uh, the European powers were pissed off because they no longer can dictate in Africa what African people do. This was a long time coming, Bear, a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And I can't express to black people in this country why are you begging uh, that same system that put your ass in slavery for some reparations? And what's really disappointing, Bev, is they really expect to get it. <laughs> that tells me you have absolutely no concept of the real system of white supremacy. That's what that tells me. Because the truth be told, uh, many of the so-called black uh, people involved in the movement, Black Lives Matter, and those affiliated groups with them, are actually perpetuating a system of white supremacy through the World Economic uh, Forum support and Klaus Schwab that you cannot separate from what they're pushing. It's all the same thing. Okay, and again. It's, it's a it's a long subject, and it requires a couple of sit-downs for us to really understand, because it's still, to this day, the uh, mineral wealth of Africa that keeps the medical establishment, the military establishment, the financial establishment afloat to this day. They just don't talk about it because they don't want you to know. And when I say they, I'm talking about the real system of white supremacy and those that sit up above it and govern it. That's going to require a whole sit-down to really get into that. And I just find the moves that are being made, including uh, telling Obama and all those like him to keep this homosexual stuff, uh, with you and the people that support it in the West. We not having it. And you ask them why, and they tell you because of our historical, cultural heritage, period. If you want that to define your culture, go ahead, but you're not going to give it to us and ours. A lot of young black men uh, in Africa, sisters, for those of you who may not be satisfied with black men in this country, okay? A lot of young black men. So that's one thing there. Mm -hmm. The other thing is the absolute criminal behavior on the part of the government in this country. And I think that the family should note by now, if you notice, every time damn near they need some spokesperson to come out here and speak for the court, they seem to be of Jewish heritage. 
They're not very well spoken. They've shown absolutely no extra intelligence. As a matter of fact, they pretty much sound like gangsters. And it's it's just interesting, Bev, that people see right through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get on that. That's going to take care of itself, but I will tell you, everything that they charge Owens Man with is bogus, all of it, every single charge. And you can't go and find wow. one charge, one thing that they charged him with that Democrats didn't do before he did it. So with this uh, last episode that they charged him with, would this also make it that he can force them to uh, open up the books about the election? Uh, he can try because uh, if they open up the books, Bev, it's going to have to be the size of uh... a... <laughs> Uh, a library dictionary. Mm-hmm. It's going to be thick. And there's stuff still coming out. I know you're aware of what just went down in Michigan. Well, no. I'm looking everywhere else, but I'm not looking at home. What's going on here? Yeah, they found a fake voter registration outfit financed by the Joe Biden campaign committee. Mm-hmm. to print tens of thousands of fake voters registrations. And now we yeah, find that... out that it's in all of the key cities. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Police know what's going on because they found in the location in Michigan weapons, it was an intelligence operation. They had weapons inside the, the headquarters in Michigan, mm-hmm. including silencers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's obvious that it was an intelligence operation. Right. Whole people have done the research on the thing and found out that it tracks back directly to the Joe Biden campaign. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. I mean, it's mind blowing. So that's see, the kind remember. Of mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ben. No, I was just saying. Remember when we when the election and we had talked about that the real ballots was was uh, what do you call that water uh, printed on there? You know, like the yeah, money. They could tell the real from the fake. Yeah, but you had the crooks in charge of counting the votes. That's your mm-hmm. governor and the, uh, right. I think, the attorney general. Mm-hmm. All the crooks. I know. That's how they won. They stole the Trump was leading, but, in some cases, by 700,000 votes at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. 700,000. Okay. That's literally impossible to catch up that late, period. Mm-hmm. But somehow, 
all of the votes started coming from nowhere, and they even got photographs of what went down in Michigan with cars coming to uh, the ballot locations at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Tens of thousands. And they was all for Joe Biden. That's impossible. But that's what I'm saying because of this this uh, dealing with the courts with Trump now. Now he can expose all this. Yeah, but there's a problem. What's that? The woman, the judge uh, that's running uh, one of the cases used to be the, the lawyer for Fusion GPS. Mm-hmm. working directly for the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton. That's the so-called black female judge. Have you noticed something there? Yeah, yeah. Black faces. <laughs> you see? They use so us they, as the shield. People, they got these black people running interference for them, Bev, and we know who's yeah. behind this. Jamie yeah. Fox knows who's behind them. Yeah, Kanye West. You damn right. <laughs> they made Jamie Foxx get out on his knees. Because mm. he said, y'all know who killed Jesus. They made him get out on his knees and apologize. Mm. Now, I, I, I already said last of uh, the last program, Jamie Foxx, the Bible, will depend on how he deals with uh, the situation with him and the venom Mm -hmm. that damn near killed him. And he know it. Okay? And if he stay in Hollywood, hey, if you want some sympathy, um, this is just my opinion. Look between R and T in the dictionary. If you stay in Hollywood, because I ain't feeling nobody that's in that genre, in that field today, and make a conscious choice to stay in it. It's like swimming in the toilet. You think you ain't going to run into a turd somewhere along the way? No, that's on you. And the same thing goes for the music industry. That's why we mention people like Master P. Stop looking to get everything done for you the easy way by kowtowing to the system of white supremacy. Learn how to do things the hard way. You'll appreciate it more. So I'm not feeling any of these people but I find it interesting that this dude ain't been out in the hospital two weeks, and they already got him down on his knees. Mm. All right? So he literally got on his knees and apologized. If you read the, the uh, uh, and I'm going to give you the links to it. If okay. you read his apology statement, you can only see him down on his knees. Mm. Because for what he said, uh, 
people that read it said had nothing to do with no anti-Semitism. But it's a rare black man in 2023 that'll tell these people to kiss off, Kanye being one of them. Who's the other dude that's a high and mighty uh, $4, $5 Negro? Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, was he married to Janet Jackson at one time or something? Mm. Remember, he said something. Then there was another brother who was another one of these fake actors, that so-called rapper. Uh, and he he does a, a kid show. I can't remember none of these people's names because they don't, you know, I don't, I just don't vibe with them. Nick Cannon was the other one, was the mm-hmm. one I was trying to think. They made him get out on his knees. Mm-hmm. But right at the same time they made him get down on his knees, there was another brother who uh, does this kids program. They made him get out on his knees. And the reason I use the phrase getting down on your knees is because no man will sell their manhood there. Right. Because when you're on your knees, you, you're doing something else. Exactly. And it just lets you know who the real slaves really are. What's your name, boy? Kunta Kinte. Well, from now on, you Toby, boy. See, that's why I don't get bent, up, bent out of shape over no little brawl in Alabama, because that's all that was. And people want to use it because they have an agenda. So they'll take every single situation and try to turn into Racism, black versus white. I'm not saying that uh, race certainly probably played a role in that situation, but I ain't heard uh, no audio, so I don't know. I just saw a little bit of video. All right, to be totally honest, I haven't seen a lot of it because, again, I'm too busy tracking the real system of white supremacy every intention of abolishing free speech. And what's interesting is uh, many black people who want them to abolish free speech somehow have it in their mind that they're going to be able to keep theirs. I don't know where they get that from. I don't know what the thinking is. See, if everybody don't have no free speech, you don't have none. If Africa ain't free, nobody free. You see, don't cut this up into nice little slices. It all comes up under the heading of white supremacy. You know, the the, the, the Jewish white woman, Victoria Newland, that basically uh, got busted on the phone talking about overthrowing the elected government in Ukraine back in 2015? Victoria Newland? 
You with me, Val? I'm here. She was going to uh, Niger and Uganda, well, particularly Uganda, and they told her to stay home. We don't want you here. Keep your IMF money and the other MF. Okay? We don't want you a hundred and some thousand dollars, a hundred and some million dollars. Keep it. You see, I said this some time ago, Bear. World War Three starts, it'll be in Africa. Because World War Two was over Africa. World War One was over Africa. And who's going to control the resources then? Nothing has changed. Only the Internet and some of the stuff that I'm told here on the program about what's going on with intellectual Negroes on the Internet. On the internet. Uh, that I, if I don't know who they are, how am I going to say anything about what they say? I don't know who these people are, so I don't even deal with it. I know it's out there with all of the uh, we ain't Africans and, well, you should be hollering and screaming about uh, people calling you African-American. I ain't heard no screaming about that. You see? And again, this thing goes much deeper with the elite Africans or whose family are connected to the U.S. government being given visas to come here and stay here and being African people in this country somehow equate all Africans with those people. Well, just imagine if all Africans uh, equated you with Sean Puffy Combs. Just imagine. You see? So again, that topic is too broad to try to do in a little sound bite. I'm just absolutely elated over some of the things that I'm seeing coming from black men in Africa. In spite of the United States and their allies assassinating four or five African leaders because they wouldn't shoot their people up with the venom. And look, man, this is so deep mm-hmm. that when ECOWAS, again, that's created by the system of white supremacy to give Africans the illusion of some organized power like the African Union, the AU, as opposed to the European Union, the EU, okay? Well, what has happened is African countries like Mali, y'all remember Mali? We had the yeah. research that said there's more uh, gold in Mali per square mile than damn near any other place on the, on the planet that also happens to be, uh, or that also happens to be a major ancestral relationship 
between Mali and the Dogon in ancient Kemet. Because that's where a major part of the Dogon resides. Still observing their traditions. Well, Obama and France saw fit to create some fake ISIS terrorism of Boko Haram and all this other crap that came up out of nowhere because it came from the military-industrial complex to sow confusion. And here they come again, Bear. All of a sudden, ISIS is being talked about in Africa. Oh, terrorism in Africa. We got to go there. Uh, AFRICOM got to go there and deal with the ter- You are the terrorists. And they're not fooling anybody with that. So they get ECOWAS, several African countries, to threaten Niger, right? And so Niger then hooks up with their neighbors, Mali and several other African nations to say if you come to uh, reinstall the French puppet uh, president of Niger, you're going to have to fight us too. And look at the cover they created for themselves, Bev, and this is why we got to be real careful, particularly black women particularly black women, sending the men out of Africa to Europe to fight white people. Okay? And they call that migration. They're uh, bringing Latin Americans all, all out of Latin American countries because the United States is benevolent. No, it's to fight white people. Their proxy in this whole fake setup of so-called racism and white supremacy by the white supremacist. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Now they set up, now the, they set up the cartels down there in South America, Bear. That that's been published over and over and over. They set up the drug cartels. If the banks didn't want the drug cartels to operate, they couldn't operate. They could cut it off tomorrow. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Now the coup. Is the coup. Who 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 uh, did the coup? I mean, is the coup for the people against the people? It's it's. I would say it's about seventy percent favor the coup in support of it. Because you know what's crazy? When you look at the so-called military uh, coups that have taken place, when the military takes control, somehow the countries become more stabilized. When the military ain't in control, you got people like the former president who was overthrown in Niger, right, who looked like he just came off a 1930s, um, uh, zoot suit set, right? Because he's France's puppet. Mm-hmm. 
So he's doing their bidding, which means he's maintaining Prince control over African resources in Niger. Retarding the growth and development of African people. And that's been standard operating procedure since World War II. So just like it looks like Biden is doing the bidding for China. I'll say that again, Bear. I say, is it like it looks? Is it like Biden doing the um, working the with working with a, yeah the bidding for China? Yeah, China, Ukraine, uh, Kazakhstan, and several other countries. He's a whole. Surrounded by whores. He's been a whole his whole political life. Just like Obama. Because now they're talking all over the place about Obama is really running the White House. Okay? Now, Obama couldn't get elected dog catcher. And it's quite interesting, Bear, because People are going back now, taking a look at his history, particularly their family in light of the so-called drowning of his chef. I call him Chef Boy R.D. Y'all know Chef Boy R.D., right? Uh, Is that uh, the... who used to be in that can? Was it um, spaghetti or something? Spaghettios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh oh, spaghettio. Yeah. Chef Boy R D. The R D stands for Real Dead. And guess what, Bear family? Right after that dude come up dead, Barack Obama got bandages all over his hands. And a black eye. So that guy was fighting for his life. You damn right he was fighting for his life. He was fighting Obama for his life. Mm-hmm. A lot of dead bodies behind Barack Obama. Don't fool yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, I had forgotten about, because we covered uh, some of these bodies particularly the homosexuals that were assassinated, murdered, within days of each other, all went to Jeremiah Wright's church here in Chicago. Jeremiah supposedly ran a down-low club at his church. And all of a sudden, when Obama is being mentioned for higher offices, these homosexuals that he had dealings with, one of them, Mama stated directly that it was Obama that was the cause of her son being murdered. And we, we covered it back then when it was happening. And people will say, well, that's just proper. Look, these people are experts at selling you stuff. They just sold you a dead man. 
They just sold you a corpse and you bought it with no casket. Damn, if you're going to buy a dead body, you should at least get a casket with it. But they've been selling you these people. They sell you stuff that has no intrinsic value at all and call it designer. And you buy it because they put it on them holes, them black holes, male and female. And because you buy them, they sell you other stuff. And when I say you, I'm including myself in it. Okay, I'm not excluding me. I'm talking black people in the aggregate. And we become immersed in the acquisition of stuff to give us definition. That's why I can say the things that I say about people like Jamie Foxx. Because I know he knows. You've been in that cesspool long enough to know what's inside of it. And all of us know what resides in a cesspool. So you can go and swim in it if you want to. But don't bring your stinky butt out of it when they get ready to flush you looking for some assistance. You tell me he's somebody trying to kill you. You don't name no name. We all know what you're talking about. Then you go right back to the middle of that stuff. Now, that's all, the rest of it is on you. So, Bear, mm-hmm. how the hell does Obama... Well, let me go here. Do you remember what I told you these politicians do when they didn't kill somebody or getting ready to kill somebody? Remember what I told you they do? They go play golf. And just keep that in mind, Bear, because I want you to post those pictures that I sent you in the chat room. And not okay. only did they get this closet homosexual, that's talking about Obama, not mm-hmm. only did they have him on the golf course with a black eye and his fingers all bandaged up, a black eye and his finger all bandaged up, and he on the goof course playing goof. Because, you know, when niggas get $5, all of a sudden, they ain't playing basketball. Now they're playing goof. Mm-hmm. Because that's considered a status symbol. It's like black women who get $5, they no longer hanging out at the health club, right? Now they got to go to a private gym. Or... They playing tennis. <laughs> I give you one guess where Michelle Obama was allegedly grieving the loss of Chef Boyardee. Playing tennis. Playing tennis, Bear. This dude been with them for what uh, over about seven, eight years, maybe even longer. They grieving with Obama playing goof with a black eye and his hand bandaged up and Michelle on the tennis court. 
time to get into some game set match. When you get to the point that your value, your worth is imitating the people that you claim you hate, because I guarantee you, if white people outlaw black people working today, 90% of us will have our ass out on the street. That's the unfortunate reality that most of us work for somebody that look like other than us. That's not how you defeat the system of white supremacy. So you can kick four, five white boys' asses, and they deserve to have their ass whooped, bum-rushing the security guard at, at the dock in Alabama. But you talking about getting into a fight with a bunch of people that's threatening to blow up the damn world. Where your blow-up world at? We told you three, four months ago, look out for Africa before any of this stuff was coming up. Look out for Africa. Why? Because they're expressing black nationalism. That's why. That's why. The whole world is moving towards nationalism. COVID was to shut it down. I know y'all ain't forgot all the stuff that we talked about before they shut down the world. The whole world was moving towards nationalism. And then they started doing what? Stealing elections all over the world. Unbelievable. So I'm looking at all this stuff with black people going on there, and I'm looking at how they got black women fronting for Zionist Jews. And all I can do is just scratch my head. There's no way in hell they don't know at their level what's going on. But they fully bought into it because somehow they think they got a preferred card. You call the white people demons and you working for them? Why are you working for them? Did you see the video of the black teacher that's mad because her sister is opening her legs to a white man, and she's as radical as they come. Did you see that, Dan? No, I didn't see that. Oh, my God. She mad because her sister is dating a white man? Yes. She hates white people. She's expressed it. And I understand it. Because she's a young girl. And she come through this latter-day education system that's not about education, it's about indoctrination. So she's making videos talking about how much she hates white people and all this stuff. And she's a, allegedly a good teacher. So she's talking about how nobody's going to touch her because she's such an outstanding teacher. Guess what? Hmm. What? They fired her ass. Mm-hmm. Talking about getting her boyfriend and getting their pistols and taking care of her sister's white boyfriend. 
If you disapprove of what your sister doing, don't deal with her. That's right. That's how that go. Just don't deal with her. I don't go in Arab stores because I don't agree with how they treat black people. And it's been like that for a long time. And the same applies within reason, right? Because most of what we need, we got to get from other people. That's just a fact. But I don't mind going out my way to deal with my own. But in the world uh, basically predicated on a system of white supremacy where they control every damn thing and their control is getting more minute or acute. Their control is getting more acute because they're putting the little businesses out of business. They want all of us going on Amazon. And you order stuff in your 15-minute city. This ain't no joke. Many of our women are on the wrong side of this thing. Okay. I said the last election, the orange man would get 30% of the black vote because that's what I was seeing, period. He got somewhere in the neighborhood of 20%, but he got uh, a higher percentage of black males. That number is going through the roof this next time. Because this is no joke. These people are not playing. They want to turn our children into little skeezers. Period. And turn out the little boys. Period. And they're not hiding it. And if you ain't raising hell about that, I don't want to hear nothing about you love your children. No, you don't. Because they're not having this tranny agenda. So, yeah, family, we still in uh, white supremacy and blackface, but with, with, uh, with semicolon. Chef Boy ID. So this is white supremacy and blackface, semicolon, Chef Boy ID. And all that means is that chef is real dead. Guess what, Bill? The Clinton killed their chef, too. Clinton did what? No, what did you say? The Clinton did. The Clintons killed their longtime chef, too. Mm. I'll give you one guess how they killed him. How? How did, did he commit suicide? Did he drown? That's what they say. The Clinton chef drowned yeah. too. 
Mm. Well, why do they want to kill the chef? Because the chef, like the house Negroes, overhear conversations because they are invisible. They're invisible. So they're privy to a lot of stuff that go on. That's the legacy of the spook that set by, set, set by the door. The house Negroes always knew what was going on with the master, particularly the bed wench, the black household. Because you know that white boy talking his ass off when he get that black nook. All right? Because I guarantee you, the sister that he had in there as his bed went, had that white boy reciting the alphabet backwards. <laughs> so you know he's talking. That's why we started the program off tonight with Cheap Talk. Like Django. Here we go with Jamie Foxx again. So, Bear, family, watch this, family. Let, let me play this for you. If I can pull it up, let me play this for you. I think you'll find it interesting because they said that dude couldn't swim. That's the first thing they said, the first thing I heard, because I didn't really pay attention to it when it first happened. I had to go back and take another look. And, man, what I found. Unbelievable. Okay, so let me see if I can. No, no, no. Let me go back. Ah. Wait, is this the one? Yeah. Check this out, family. And, Bab, I don't know if I sent this to you. Well, I'm going to forward it to you now. Did I send okay. it to you? Think so. Which one is that? Uh, interestingly enough, Bear, Old Testament. No, I don't, I don't see it. That's I, I know. I, I, yeah. Oh, I see yeah. Obama. You sent me an Obama, right? No, that ain't the one. That ain't, that ain't, I'm gonna send it to you right now. Okay. It's a trend. Obama's White House chef found dead. And I don't like this dude, but the video is pertinent. Here we go. Turn that up, son. Okay. Hey, Pat, you're crazy. That's insane. It's not right. fair. What about this? What about 
Now, By the way, so when we talk about this stuff, you can say, Pat, you're crazy, that's insane, it's not fair, what about this, what about that? Some of you may say, like, when I did the interview with Anthony Weiner, and obviously I said I would never bring up Frazzle Drip because it's irresponsible, right? I would never bring Ever. up for 9 out of 12 cops that committed a suicide within a few months. That's irresponsible. And then I talk about why are all these people dying, dying, and I said your reaction is an answer to Anthony Weiner, right? And the media reacts to it. People write about it. There's all these other videos. But guess what happened? Maybe it influenced a few people to go look into it and say, why is this happening? Matter of fact, just this couple days ago, yesterday, a story comes out about what? A story comes out about Barack Obama's chef, personal 911 phone call for Obama's chef reported possibly drowning. Martha's Vineyard is plunged into chaos as body of ex-presidents cook 45 years old is found. 100 feet from shore in paddle boarding drowning accident. Let me read the story to you. And we're not tying the two together, by the way. This no, is just a story no. of people to do research. So it says, Tafari Campbell, great name, a former uh, uh, chef for the Obamas, was found dead in eight feet of water after a possible drowning incident while paddle boarding on Edgar Town, Great Pond, Massachusetts, witness Witnesses saw him struggling to stay afloat before he went underwater around 7.46 p.m. Massachusetts State Police, U.S. Coast Guard, and local authorities, including Edgartown Fire and Air Wing, were part of the rescue mission. Michelle and Barack Obama paid tribute to Campbell, stating Tafari was a beloved part of our family, a warm, fun, extraordinary kind of person who made all of our lives a little brighter. Campbell was known for brewing White House honey ale beer and was one of the four White House cooks asked to stay under the uh, Obama administration. When the story first broke, a lot of different media outlets said the fact that he didn't know how to swim. Matter of fact, there was a post of Instagram of him, hashtag, still don't know how to swim or something like that. I don't know if you saw that or not, where he didn't know how to swim. And then a video appeared, Rob, I don't know if you have the video or not. There's a video on him, of him swimming right there. This is him, this is him on Twitter. Uh, If you can play this clip, he knows how to uh, swim, no. Pat. He's, so this is him swimming. That's pretty solid to swim like that. That's backstroke that he's doing there. Yeah. He says progress, fit chef. And, fit uh, chef, there's, you one, know, there's one where he's doing the backstroke. He's doing the butterfly. Yeah, chef. so this looks like him. Like, like, I don't know if I would call him an Olympic swimmer, but I think he knows how to swimmer, swim. But, okay. And yeah. if you're in eight mm. feet of water and you don't know how to swim, all you got to do is... Look, he's doing the backstroke. Yeah. So, look, the story first said he didn't know how to swim. Then this came out that he knew how to swim. Uh, by the way, he had twin sons with his wife. Yeah. He, had, he had twin sons with his wife, and the story is out. While we're watching this, Alper, my chef, is standing next to me saying, Alper, did you see the story? He's kind of like, you know, uh-huh. I was saying earlier, he ran out. I haven't seen him yeah. since. <laughs> he doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. Did, you see, did you see? Well, first of all, paddleboarding, there's no, there's no weight. There's no waves. There's no nothing. It was late at night. He was with somebody else. He was with another male, which nobody knows what happened to that, to that guy. And then Hillary Clinton, I guess, had the same, not, not a swimming incident, but didn't one of her chefs pass away? This guy, he died by drowning in 2015. It's, like, it's just a weird, it's just weird coincidences that these people are just randomly drowning and dying. And mind you, it's, Pat, if you're not home, is your chef, is your personal chef chilling at your house and swimming? And is Albert hanging out at your house when you're not there? When I'm not there, no. No. But but the, I don't think that's a uh, that would be the reason to jump into conclusion that something could be happening. The the whole point is when when something like this happened, you like for example, I went and ate at this one restaurant, MC Chef. I don't know what it's called. It's a beautiful place in Miami. 
And Sam and I are there, and I said, so tell me the history about this restaurant. I asked the waiter. And the waiter says, oh, you don't know the story of this restaurant? No. He says, the chef used to cook for the Miami Heat all the time. So LeBron, Wade, everybody would come here all the time. I said, no way. He says, yes. He says, you know what happened? I said, what? He says, LeBron liked the chef so much that he hired him, and they moved to L.A. with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Nice. Because this happens. Like, for me, there's a guy right here I like to go to, a restaurant I go to. I really like the way he does things. If one day I run a restaurant or we do anything, I would like him to come with us because I trust him. There's a relationship with a chef, so Obama's obviously trusted these guys. So let's just kind of look at it without jumping into conclusion with anything. They like the chef so much, they said, hey, why don't you come and be a chef for us? So take all the other stuff that people are speculating. Something could have happened. Something was natural. It took place. It's tragic, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Great. They were out of town. Something like this happened. Now, the other side is if you can play this clip this is from june 24th of 2015 if you want to play this i don't know how walter sheep died his body was found sunday night just off the yerba canyon trailhead in very rugged terrain new mexico state police say after an autopsy the medical investigator reports sheep drowned and his death is officially an accident sheep moved to taos in march a friend told our partners the journal he this may have been the chef to president bush and he previously was the chef in the white house first under Bill Clinton, and stayed on when George W. Bush took over. Last night, President Clinton released a statement reading in part, Hillary and I are saddened by the tragic passing of former White House executive chef Walter Sheave. Our family was grateful to have Walter with us in the White House for six years, where we and visitors from around the world loved his delicious and creative meals. And former First Lady Laura Bush added, President Bush and I are saddened by the tragic death of former White House executive chef Walter Sheave. Walter was an outstanding talent. He prepared magnificent dinners for world leaders and delicious fare for our family and friends. George and I send our heartfelt sympathy Great. to Walter's loved ones. Nice. What, I, would say, I would say a couple things. Number one, moving forward, before you become a chef at the White House, you have to take a one-month swimming lesson. 100%. We, like, that has to be mandatory. 100%. Forward because we can't afford these yeah. efforts. It's a pattern. So now somebody may say, come on, guys, I can't believe you're going there. Do you know establishment presidents, you know, chef, you know, drowning? All those three are pretty establishment type of presidents. A little bit weird that the average person is saying that's kind of weird, right? So why do we talk about this kind of stuff? We're not talking about the educational system. Is there reason to send your kids to school or not? You know what it does? Somebody watches it, and they go take a deeper dive and say, this is my cause. Mm-hmm. The other night, we're doing an event here with Dave Smith. We're in the back having cigars with a bunch of different guys, and everybody's asking these questions and saying, so... What do I do next? What is my cause? What is my fight? What is my this? There's about 100 fights you can pick and choose, okay? One could be you don't like the educational system in America. Be obsessed about it. Go study every single thing you can about the educational system in different countries. What's right? What's wrong? What works? What doesn't? Become maniacal about that one topic. Another one could be what's going on with LGBTQ in schools and what they're doing. Go spend hundreds of hours just studying that topic, know so much about it on how other countries handle it, and come out and say, why are we doing this? This is kind of weird. When did this happen? Like the video we did with the LGBTQ video on schools being exposed, the dark side of it. Go do your own due diligence with it. But the point is, we do this podcast, and we bring variety of guests for it to spark. Like I just watched right now in the comment section, Eric Rodriguez is it is Scott Rodriguez? I'm sorry. Scott Rodriguez has been a member of PBD Podcast, paying on a monthly basis for 13 months now. Congratulations, right. Scott. We appreciate your loyalty. But he just 
quietly, we don't normally recognize these guys. He just bought 10 memberships for other members Sick. to be on the PBD podcast. Right Sick. now, he did that. Shout out to you, Scott. I'm sure we're going to see you with the next event. He's the one that gave me the World War II. He's the one that gave me a sick gift that got me emotional when I read the notes. But we do this, and then people go, and they can come back and send an email and say, Pat, this is where you were wrong. All ears. Great. I want to read about it. Tell me. Expose it. Or, Pat, I didn't think you even went that deep into it. You guys should have gone deeper. Or, Vinny, that one thing you talked about, read this article. Hey, Mm -hmm. Tom, can you read that article? Hey, Adam, can you read this article? And then... The stories go more and more and more, but I think it's just a little bit weird that all of a sudden chefs have a pattern of disappearing from three presidents that are very close to each other. Pat, I'm all about patterns, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but isn't it weird? You tweet at Hillary yesterday, and all of a sudden you're plumbing. Something's wrong with your plumbing. I'm just throwing that out there, Pat. (laughs) Something's wrong with this plumbing all of a sudden, and a multi-million dollar house all of a sudden there's poop stuck in the pipes. I don't know, Pat. That's... Yeah, yeah. I Suddenly know. you have a sewage fountain and reflecting pool in front. Yeah. You saw what happened to oh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. She looks like an alien now. you got to be careful, Pat. Whatever I think it's uh, perfectly acceptable for the Although the most interesting thing of the whole thing is the, uh, the Clinton quote about losing their chef was actually dated a week before he died. So it's sort of interesting. <laughs> Maybe they were going to be out of town. They were going to be, be, <laughs> be out of town the following week. And had to just be sure they, you know. Yeah. I think it's perfectly acceptable for the line of questioning that you used on Anthony Weiner, especially how close he was with the Clintons and all the stories and the narratives that have been surrounding that. At the same time, uh, let's not rush to judgment Ever. or even speculate on what the Obamas did or the Bush did with the chef. I think it's a little too premature. I think that uh, we're it's a well within our right to to bring it up, no doubt. Uh, do I think there was anything nefarious? Do I think that the Obamas had the chef killed? Because No, I'm not there. You know how I feel about that. 100%. But you do your thing. Yeah. I'll do my thing. I think that it, it, it does deserve attention, you know. And uh, if you do want to look into it more, something tells me there was nothing nefarious going on here. But we'll see how the There's, a, there's a 99% chance there was nothing nefarious Zero. going on. But here's the part. Yeah. The one thing we need does that mean the 1% chance doesn't require a level of accountability and due diligence no. and research? Not at all. No doubt. Go look it up and see what yeah. comes out. But there's a 99% chance there was nothing nefarious going on yep. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to Hillary Clinton, different story. It's one too many names. I think I'm not yeah. at 99% chance. I'm probably closer to a different percentage, but it is what it is. So I want to show you a clip here. Why the, the American people, if you're somebody that's watching this and saying, Man, I don't know if I trust the government as much as I used to, Maybe you have a valid reason. So if you like this clip and you want to watch another one, click right here. And if you want to watch the entire podcast, click right here. That was Patrick Ben David. Okay. And, of course, y'all know what he is. You, you with me, Bear? I'm here. Okay. Who is Talking Patrick about... Ben, ben... <laughs> I sent you the link. Okay. Yeah. Go test it. This. Okay. All of a sudden, he's gotten real popular among white people. I don't watch him. I just happen to get this through another feed of somebody that I do kind of monitor. And when he showed the video of dude doing backstrokes. Mm-hmm. Ain't no damn eight feet of water goes around him. 
And then look at this. This is from the Daily Mail. Fact focus. No head trauma or suspicious circumstances. Well, how about if somebody grabbed his stuff and he hit him in the eye, right? And then they went down up underwater and pulled him down and drowned him. So they have some mysterious person that the police refuse to name make the phone call. Right? Obama's daughters, or his alleged daughters, are in the house. They get sent out the next day to another state or another country. In the meantime, uh, Obama's playing goof and Michelle is impersonating uh, one of them little uh, black girls, the tennis stars. All of a sudden, they in, they, they basically uh, dealing with trauma by playing sports and sweating. Okay? But no trauma or suspicious circumstances in the drowning of Chef Boy R.D. The Clinton chef was found in a drainage ditch along the side of the road miles away from where he supposedly was hiking. Let me draw a picture for people who may not know what the drainage ditch is. You know when you're driving long distances and you you look on the side of the road and hear these concrete, round uh, structures? Because if you pull off on the side of the road, chances are if you're driving any distance, you you look down and there's an incline. You don't just pull off the road and everything is straight. A lot of that roadway right beside it are drainage dishes for the water to run off of the highways. That's where they found the Clintons and the Bushes chef drowned in one of those. Damn near impossible. But many people would say, well, it's, it's also quite questionable that a man who's been lifting weights for 35 years all of a sudden drops a barbell on his throat when he, just before he's getting ready to testify against Hillary Clinton and the Clintons. Let me go to this Daily Mail article. They say, Many are suggesting, without evidence, that Tafari Campbell died under questionable circumstances, claiming he knew how to swim and was in calm, shallow water. Others are sharing patently untrue statements, such as that he was found with head injuries or was equipped with a life vest. But Massachusetts authorities confirmed on Wednesday that Campbell didn't suffer any head trauma, nor was he wearing a life vest, and there's no evidence that death was suspicious. 
They said he lost his balance while standing on the paddleboard and struggled to stay afloat when he fell into the water. Why? As I understand it, this dude was 6'5". He could hit the bottom of uh, eight feet of water and go up and down over and over and over and over like he's a cork. Like he's a cork in some water. You see him bobbing up and down. Now, of course, people can drown in a teaspoon of water. That's been known to happen rarely. Okay? But I'm looking at Obama, and it looks like he's auditioning for a role in the next O.J. Simpson movie, Part 2. Black eye and his hands all cut up in the media or wouldn't ask him, well, how did you get a black eye? As we'll find out as we go on here, this is not the first time stuff like this has happened with this dude. And being from Chicago and covering the deaths around this dude, <clears throat> and even some I have forgotten about, Bear, family. It's mind-blowing. All right? And I know people that went to Jeremiah Rice Church. Okay? And uh, the brother that I used to have disagreements with here on the radio with, because he was a dyed-in-the-wool Christian, and he wasn't hearing Nothing else from anybody. I talked about him before. I won't talk about him now because he's no longer with us. All right? Uh, he would talk about the download club here in Chicago <clears throat> with ministers, right? And this is what Jeremiah Wright was alleged to be doing picking up them good-looking sisters in that church, and there was a bunch of them because that was an upper-middle-class black church. Okay? Hell, I could sit out in front of that church uh, and just get fooled looking at all the good-looking women up in there. That's the kind of church it was. Now, it claimed to be African-centered, but the, the down low, no pun intended, was that Jeremiah Wright was running the down low club in there, hooking up them, some of them sisters with them homosexuals. They became, the sisters became their beards. So they could continue on with what they were doing and be married to them sisters. And people would say, well, man, come on, Rob. Black women, look, I, I got one word for anybody that's doubting what I'm saying. Barack Obama. Okay? For those of you who don't think 
that that's what that's going on. And Chicago has a long history of it, long history. I mean, some of the stuff that's going on in some of these churches, and and, uh, and again, interestingly enough, many of the high-profile ministers in Chicago were homosexuals on the download. They had the biggest churches. I'm sure that's not unique to Chicago. Mind-blowing. Let's go back to this article. They say, here's a closer look at the misinformation circulating around the death and actual facts. Claim. Campbell suspiciously suffered blunt force injuries to the head and had been wearing a life vest when he died. Come on, paper. Fact, Massachusetts State Police and the State Medical Examiner's Office say there was no external trauma or injuries on Campbell's body. Here's another one. Another paddleboarder told police that Campbell, who had worked as a chef for the Obamas since their time in the White House, had been standing on his board when he lost his balance and fell in. Now, why do you think, Bev, if he couldn't swim, that he'd be in eight feet of water with no emergency gear on, no life vest? Does that make sense? No. As a matter of fact, from the video I just showed, they point out that he was tweeting how he finally learned how to swim. Okay. So that's why he didn't have no life preserver on, because he didn't need it. He's doing backstrokes. He don't need no damn life preserver. So he's falling in eight feet of water. He's 6'5". They say the other paddleboarder had tried to swim to Campbell as he struggled to stay afloat, but they weren't able to reach him in time. So they say the paddleboarder then swam ashore and notified another person who called 911. No names of the other people that they're talking about, Bear family. Then they said it was a woman. To this day, no names. Why not? No suspicious circumstances. No head trauma, no nothing. Why are you hiding that? Claim. Former President Obama was paddleboarding with Campbell when he died. This is what the people are saying. Not these so-called authorities. So then they come with the facts. They say the other paddleboarder who witnessed the incident was not Obama. Former First Lady Michelle nor the couple's two adult daughters, state police confirmed. Procopio said the family, this is one of the investigators, which had long vacation on the the resort island off Massachusetts, had been elsewhere Sunday evening. Quote, 
I won't comment on where exactly uh, President and Mrs. Obama were, but they were not at the house with Mr. Camel that evening, unquote, he said. What about the girls? Hmm. They say Procopio declined to identify the other paddler who had been with Campbell, saying the agency generally does not identify witnesses. Why not? He's dead. There is no crime. Allegedly. As to exactly where the Obamas were on the island Sunday, a spokesperson for the president declined to comment. I think the, the no pun intended, the eyes have it. Because if you look at the eye of the Daily Mail photographs that I sent you, Bear, and I hope uh, it has all of the pictures up there so you can see his hand with bandages all over it. And that eye is black as hell, but he out there playing goof with one eye. Claim the medical examiner's office has called off his autopsy. Fact, that's false. The initial post-mortem examination of the body is complete, leading officials to conclude the death was suspicious. Officials are now just awaiting the results of toxicology tests, which generally takes several weeks. Quote, for the autopsy to be considered complete, the toxicology test will be finalized and the results reviewed, unquote. Claim, Campbell's death is suspicious because he knew how to swim it was in a pond with access to a paddleboard he could have held on to. Fact. Water safety experts told the AP that none of these factors would necessarily prevent someone from drowning, a tragedy that often occurs quickly and silently. Some online are pointing to a video on Campbell's Instagram account that shows a man swimming laps at a pool as evidence that the chef was an able swimmer. They say a man. No, it was him being proud to show people that he, he not only could swim, but he could do backstrokes. Okay? So here we go, Bear. Back to the Daily Mail. All right? And this is only a few days. After dude, after Chef Boy R.D., end up in a can. No pun intended. But you understand what I'm saying when we get deeper into this. This is from the Daily Mail as well. Barack Obama pictured playing goof while wife Michelle hits the tennis courts on Martha's Vineyard time since the death of their personal chef, Tafari Campbell. Now, Bill, let me ask you. Have you ever seen Michelle Obama on a tennis court? No, I haven't seen any pictures. No pictures. All of a sudden, now she wants to be the little big booty black girl. What's her name, Bill? The two sisters? Um. <laughs> 
Okay, chat room, tell us what the sister's name. I'm looking right at them. You can't miss them. One <laughs> of them is Paul and Slender, and the other one. Uh, Serena, Serena, Serena. Yeah, now Michelle Obama is channeling her, what's her, what's their last name? Williams. Now she wants to play Serena Williams as her chef. Chef Boy R.D. is real dead. And if you go to this now article, you, you look at the pictures, now, you can see it for yourself. Go ahead, Ben. Now, we're, I don't see uh, Barack Obama picture with his black eye on here. We, where is that at? Which article are you looking at? I'm looking at the Daily Mail, Fact, Focus, No Head Trauma or suspicious okay. circumstance okay. and drowning of Obama. I'm not on that article. I'm on another article. I sent you two of them. There are two in that link. See the other? No. One? Okay. Now I got to go back to my. Uh... Yeah. Uh, I see. It said dead chef. Is that the one? No, no. The same. The same email. The very same email, there's two articles in the one email. Okay. All right. I just read the headline for you. Barack Obama pictured playing goof while wife Michelle hits the tennis courts on Martha's Vineyard for the first time since the death of their personal chef, Tafari Campbell. Okay, go ahead. I um, I'll get it. It's in that same email that you just pulled the other one up from. Mhm. Because okay. I want you to see this dude's eye. I um. Because the only one, go ahead. Yeah, the only one I'm seeing is saying it's a trend. Obama White House chef found dead. I only got one article. It's not two. Hold on, there. And then I got Obama. Maybe it's in that one. Okay, it's got to be in this one because this one got two. Okay, it's in this one. I got it. If you got the first one, where did you pull the first one up from? That was from the same art, from the same email. Well, you, I got two emails. This one say Obama, so let me see what this I one is saying. I, I sent two articles, both Daily Mail, in the same email, and then I sent you another email. So you got two articles okay. in one email. Okay. So it, it, it would be opposite the one you just uh, the one you named a um, um, few minutes ago. Okay. All right. I'll pull it. I see the I'll other one. It, okay. Because, man, yeah. man, that, that uh, O.J. Simpson immediately flashed in my mind. <laughs> okay. I got it now. I see it. You see that black eye? Mm. 
I see him walking across the golf course. Look at his eyes. He's playing tennis. See the door. There's more than one picture of him with that eye. And the cook was, uh, I could see him uh, trying to feel on the cook. The cook was a nice-looking guy. But the cook wasn't having it. Of course. (laughs) But that's not the first time. Remember, Obama had a body man. Mm. Remember that dude? Mm. Former basketball player from Duke. Did did you get the the photograph there? Yeah, I see it. I see it. You see all the bandages on his hands? Oh, shit. Excuse me, shit. No, that's all right. That's a bandage. I thought them was gloves. That's a bandage on his hands. A bandage on his fingers. (laughs) He ain't got no gloves on. That's a bandage. Okay. And look at his eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it now. Now, a while back, there was all kind of scuttlebutt all over the internet about all these famous people. Uh, many of them had been in some kind of controversy. All of a sudden, they end up with black eyes, including politicians. I remember Barney. Barney had one. Remember? It's a bunch of them. They like, yeah. They said, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Kerry fell off his bicycle mm-hmm. and black broke his leg in Europe. Said he was bike riding and got a black eye. There was at least. I would say close to 20 people. They had photographs of them in some of the articles that I had showing all these people with black eyes. There was another famous chef, and this dude worked for the CIA. His name was Bordeaux, Bourdain. You remember him? Mm-hmm. And he supposedly had uh, a, a real... Uh, uh, popular podcast where he was a chef. But the chef was his upfront job. His behind the scenes job was the CIA and they killed him. Because he was getting ready to expose, I think, some Hillary Clinton stuff. I never didn't heard of people, the dude. Didn't they know yeah. who they was dealing with? Didn't these people know who they was dealing with? Let me ask you this, Bill. Does Jamie Foxx know who you're dealing with? Yeah, he should. I would think so, too. That's my whole point. Yeah, they know who they're dealing with. But now, early on here in Chicago, no, they didn't know who they were dealing with. Because these are black, young, well, not young, but let's just say middle-aged black men, right? who didn't know Barack Obama's history. And they homosexuals, so they living on the edge any damn way. 
That's why a lot of the stuff was on the download. There ain't no accident that R. Kelly makes a song called Down Low. I'm sure he ran into it himself. Okay. Anyway, here's what they say in that article. The second one, the one that you with uh, Barack Obama pictures play, playing goof and Michelle is playing tennis. They say former President Barack Obama has been pictured hitting the links while former First Lady Michelle Obama played some tennis near their Martha Vineyard estate for the first time since the death of their beloved chef. The couple are mourning the loss of their personal chef, Tafari Campbell, who tragically drowned after falling off his paddleboard on Edgerton's Great Pond near the Obama's summer property on Sunday. See, you know something crazy. I'm looking at him doing his sissy, his sissy walk there. That one where he got mm-hmm. on, it looks like all white. And he got <laughs> the golf clips on one He looked like he uh-huh. on a sissy stroke. And you can see them black marks up under his eye. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that is that sissy pose. That, that's him. Yeah. That's what he is. Okay? Look, uh, they say her tennis session included a 90-minute workout. Now, wait a minute. Can you see Michelle Obama on a tennis court playing tennis for 90 minutes? After her chef is dead. And look at this. They say, in between the action, Obama, glistening with sweat, was seen scooping up balls. with a tennis tube. And you know what I said? That's the the <laughs> best description of Barack Obama uh, in terms of what he really is that I've ever seen in print. Scooping up balls. Because he's been scooping up balls for a long, long time, family. They say later in the morning, Barack was seen taking his his own three-car security detail to the members-only Vineyard Golf Club where he was seen grabbing his putter. So he's scooping up balls one minute, and I guess they must have got him worked up because the next thing you know, he's uh, on the golf, the goof course grabbing his putter. They go on to say he had been accompanied by another person talking about Tafari Campbell when he supposedly fell off the the board. He had been accompanied by another person who attempted to swim to Campbell and save him but did not reach him in time. Damn, he must have been 300, 400 yards away. Because this is in the evening, Bear. 
And from what I understand, I don't do paddle boarding. Nobody paddle boards in the evening. Now, I'm looking at Michelle Arms. Looks like she got bruises all on her arms. Could well be. I, I I don't have those pictures in front of me. So you're trying to tell me that maybe Barack caught uh, Michelle basically getting uh Getting uh, it all with Michelle? <laughs> getting seasoned I mean, by the cook. Yeah, because I'm looking at it, and it looks like some big bruises on her arms here. Wow. I'm going to have to go back and look at that there. No, look at that. Yeah, that's my eyes. It's, it's no, I'm, I'm going with you. Because it, it doesn't make sense, Bear. It really doesn't make sense. Then they go on to say, Sasha and Malia were spotted leaving Martha's Vineyard Tuesday after the death of the family's private chef. Now, you know, if he's the cook, and they young girls, they've been in their kitchen tasting stuff. and You know they know him very well, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they leaving? These ain't no children. They're 22 and 25. And look at this. In eight feet of water, in that little combined little, uh, uh, confined little space, they say, the 45-year-old went missing on Sunday, and his body was, was recovered on Monday morning in eight feet of water. You could have got a spool of thread and, and had one person on one end and one on the other, and in eight feet of water, you could have got his body that evening with a spool of thread. This was a private beach. It ain't like they're off, off the ocean. They say, the following afternoon, Obama's daughters, Sasha and Malia, flew, flew off the island while the former first couple remained in their $12 million summer home. They go on to say, it's unclear who called the emergency services or who the fellow paddleboarder was but police confirmed that the call had taken place in the vicinity of the Obama's estate. What? So why is it that you can't tell who the person was? Because remember earlier, Bev, they said that the person that was trying to reach him and couldn't reach him then went and told somebody else and they made the call. Okay. Now they're saying the call took place in the vicinity of Obama's estate, but they don't want to tell you where the Obama's was, but his daughter's was there. They say in a statement, the Massachusetts State Police said the investigation into the death of Tabari Campbell, who was recovered from Edgertown Great Pond on Monday, as well as an initial post-mortem examination by the Office of the Chief Medical Examination, found no evidence that the death was suspicious. Okay? So, so far, we ain't got nothing here. Okay? We got nothing here. Because they don't want to identify nobody about nothing. They don't want to tell you where the Obamas was. They don't want to tell you who made the phone. Why not? 
Nothing suspicious here. Let's dig a little deeper. Maybe we'll find out why. Obama's half-brother claims former president is gay. Guess there, family. Mm-hmm. This article came out the same day as these other articles I just read from the Daily Mail. This is from Euroware, or E-U-R-W-E-B dot com. Obama's half-brother claims former president is gay. And look at the sub-headline. Haters don't hate. Obama's half-brother claims former president is gay in deleted tweets. Now, they call his half-brother a hater. Right? Let's read the article. They say Malik Obama, the estranged half estranged brother Barack Obama, took to Twitter to announce in a now deleted tweet that the former president is gay. This man is definitely gay, the tweet read. You may recall the last time a man, Larry Sinclair, publicly outed Obama, he was allegedly killed in a hit and run. Sinclair claimed he had sex with Obama, which he details in his 2009 self-published book titled Barack Obama and Larry Sinclair, Cocaine, Sex, Lies, and Murder. In the book, Sinclair claims Obama and Reverend Jeremiah Wright were involved in the murder of Obama's former lover, choir master Don Young. Quote, I don't need to say anything more, uh, Sinclair uh, said in 2018. My book speaks for itself, and I do not backtrack anything that I said at that press conference, unquote. In his younger years, the gays dubbed Obama Bathhouse Barry for obvious reasons. They call him Bathhouse Barry. And not only was he a member of that bathhouse, we talked about this, Bill. You, do you recall that? Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, uh, the former mayor of Chicago, the little Old Testament, mm-hmm. the little gangster, Ron mm-hmm. Emanuel, was also a member of uh, the Bathhouse Club because they was all on the down low. Remember, uh, that dude was a ballet dancer. That's not to say that ballet dancers are gay, but is is they real close? Okay, bathhouse Barry. They say meanwhile, Malik's gay Obama tweet was in response to an open letter that Barack shared with librarians against book bans. And I'm sure the family is aware that Barack Obama uh, wrote a letter decrying the fact that uh, passages in certain books that were basically explicitly sexual, all right, with homosexuals and trannies and all this kind of stuff, is being removed from libraries around the country. 
where the people care about what their children are being exposed to. Okay? But Malik uh, has been busting out Obama, you know, calling him basically a fake African, that he had nothing to do with his African side of the family. Uh, he claimed that so he could claim some sense of blackness. All right? But as I've said many times, there's nothing black about Barack Obama. Nothing. Okay? And that Michelle was a beard. You understand, because, see, Larry Sinclair spoke out, and it took him a couple of years, but they ran him over in a hit and run. You know the driver was never caught. There was no witnesses or nothing. Now we'll get to that. They say Malik and Obama share the same father, and he previously claimed Barack abandoned his Kenyan family. Quote, he got rich and became a snob, unquote. Quote, what I saw was he was the kind of person that wants people to worship him. He needs to be worshipped, and I don't do that. I'm his older brother, so I don't do that, unquote. All this fits so perfectly well with the African piece that we're going to do next week. I mean, this fits so well. I may have to put some of this other stuff with white supremacy and blackface because I still didn't get to uh, the blacks who, in the earlier part of the last century who had been compromised by the communists. Again, thinking that they're going to get something from the communists that they didn't get from the capitalists. They got the same thing, and that's disappointed. So now here we are, damn near 100 years, uh, about 100, close to 100 years later, and now black people looking for reparations, thinking that somehow these people, who they really couldn't have a clue about, are going to give them some free money. It's amazing. Because you see, this ain't new. The fact that Barack Obama is a closet homosexual we've been talking about on this program for quite some time. Okay? Uh, we call him Batman. As far as I'm concerned, Batman is a symbol of S&M. Sadomasochism. Dressed in all black leather coming out at night liking to whoop on people's ass. But somehow, he can't find the rich people that are the, pro- that are the problem in goddamn city. That's what I call it. They call it Gotham. I call it goddamn city. They can't, he can't find no rich criminals uh, in goddamn city, and he's surrounded by them. His daddy even said as much before they killed him. So he out there beating up on organized crime, and he's just surrounded by it. Anyway, let's go here, family. Oh, wow. Award-winning Barack Obama biographer dropped several, quote, eyebrow-raising claims about ex-president in interview, including that Obama 
frequently fantasized about gay sex to form a girlfriend. Now, maybe I'm behind the times or something, but I don't know no brothers that went up to their woman and told them or told her that they fantasize about having sex with men. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. This from the Gateway Pundit. Check this out, family. They say a media outlet is raising eyebrows across the country regarding a 16,000-plus word interview it conducted with former President Barack Obama's award-winning biographer. In the interview, the biographer drops what Fox News describes as several eyebrow-raising claims, including one that raises a question regarding Obama's sexuality. Maybe we should... Send Michelle Obama a copy of this. What you think, Bear? Well, she already knows. You say she a beard. Yeah, of course she knows. Okay? But this puts a whole lot of things into question for people who don't know. Because now, when Joan Rivers says that she's a tranny and that Everybody in Washington knows it, the people that, you know, in the know. In Hollywood, they're all talking about it, right? And then she went to have some minor surgery, and I couldn't stand Joan Rivers. And, of course, she was the Old Testament. But I, I encourage the family to go and read this article. It's a long family, super long. It's in the tablet. But if you go to this article, uh, you can pull it up from this article in Gateway Pundit. They say, as Fox News reported, the tablet's David Samuel set down a lengthy question and answer with historian David Garrow, who wrote the 2017 biography, Rising Star, The Making of Barack Obama. The book was widely praised by corporate media outlets, including the Washington Post, the New York Times, Bloomberg, and Politico. Garrow previously won the 1987 Pulitzer Prize for the book, Bearing the Cross, Martin Luther King Jr. and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, unquote. They say the interview starts with Garrow sharing the story about how Obama's relationship with Sheila Miyoshi Yeager, his girlfriend in the 1980s, ended. Garrow says their relationship fell apart after Obama refused to condemn anti-Semitism. Now, I, I want to comment, but I'm going to wait, family. As Samuel notes, the former president's version of the breakup was far different in his infamous memoir, a memoir, Dreams of My Father. Obama wrote that the relationship ended because he wanted to embrace his black racial consciousness, which conflicted with his Caucasian girlfriend. Okay. Now, oh, thought I had. 
They go on to say, but the claim that is getting the most buzz is the part where Gallo discusses Obama's girlfriend at Occidental College. Uh, that's a CIA outpost family, Occidental College. Okay? Uh, but his girlfriend uh, at Occidental College, Alex McNair, he revealed that when McNair showed him letters from Barack, she redacted one paragraph in one of them and just claimed that, quote, it's about homosexuality, unquote. Moreover, a man named Harvey Clare has assigned, was assigned curating the letters, which are located at Emory University, and they would not let him take a single photo. This begs the question, could Obama be gay or bisexual? He spent his whole life at Emory, but they won't let him take pictures. So Harvey has to sit there with a pencil and copy out the graph where Barack writes to Alice about how he repeatedly fantasizes about making love to men. There's even more, though. Darrell also said that Obama completely fabricated dreams of my father. When he confronted the former president about this, he was livid. They go on to say, uh, Democrats in the past have fantasized about putting Obama on the Supreme Court because he could not serve another term in office, and they fancy him a constitutional expert. But Garrow has some bad news. For them, he says Obama would be absolutely horrible on the Supreme Court because he's too lazy. Obama even reportedly admitted his uh, slothful side. They're going to say, Garrow goes on to tell a story about Obama's lawyer warning him not to ask about Obama's father. He describes this as a textbook example of Obama's, quote, not normal, unquote, personality, and calls him, quote, a creature from another planet, unquote when discussing his wife, Michelle Obama, being raised by a close-knit family. During his discussion with Garrow, Samuels also seemingly comes to the conclusion that Obama is running the country behind the scenes. Okay? Now, they close by saying, social media users in America, especially conservatives, marveled at the shocking claims revealed in the discussion. The National Review's Charles C.W. Cook summed it up best when he called it, quote, an extraordinary interview, unquote. Okay. So now, maybe now, family, you can understand why Barack, why Michelle Obama did a commercial for uh, a long commercial, like about four or five minutes long, when the corpse was running for president, talking about he's the most decent man she she's met. This is what Obama, uh, Michelle Obama said about Joe Biden. You know, he's the epitome of a family. I'm sure you can pull up the commercial on your own if you like. I went to uh, get that article, Rising Star, to see, I knew about David Garrow. We talked about it, but I never got the book. All right? I knew about David Garrow saying Barack Obama uh, basically said he had a choice whether he was going to be straight or gay. Now, I don't know how the hell uh, that's a choice to you. 
particularly when he got all them other years before he became the president with all these homosexuals directly connected to him. And I couldn't prove it, but I know people who told me that they hear from their people in D.C. that this dude was having sex with congressmen. Now watch this, family. This is why I may now have to go and try to get the book. All right? This is David Samuels interviews Martin Luther King's biographer, David Garrow, on Barack Obama. This is the article that was being referred to uh, in the last article. And it's from uh, tabletmag.com. Or you can just put in the tablet.com or, like I said, go to the uh, uh, Gateway Pundit article and there's a link to it in there. But before I even get there, I think I want to do this. I'm going to play since they mentioned Larry Sinclair and his death because I didn't know he was there, family. Since I've been doing this program, I tuned into Larry Sinclair, who used to have his own radio program on the Jeff Rents Network, okay? This is before 2011, so I thought he was still alive. All right? Come to find out, he's a victim of a hit and run. All right? They call it a car accident. He was in a car accident. That's <laughs> they said this dude was in a car accident as if he was driving and somebody else was driving. <laughs> Look, this is why I say white people can never leave black people anywhere. All they can do is leave us alone, all right, within reason. Okay, family? Now, if people want to date white people, that's your business. I don't care, okay? What I'm talking about is our mindset just happened to be a little different. We process things differently, and that's all right. There ain't nothing wrong with that, okay? Guess what? I process things differently than Hispanics. I process things differently Indians. I'm talking East Indians, okay? So there ain't nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> People are different, just like is a difference between a pit bull and a German shepherd. They both dogs, right? Or like Malcolm used to use the thing about the fox and the wolf. All right? There's differences, and those differences are are to be respected, and that's the problem. That is the problem. There's no respect for difference. Testament running around, and they're attempting to criminalize difference. They want everybody thinking, acting, looking alike, etc. And they're going to control it all, right, <laughs> with the system they're trying to put in place. Because they're going to turn everybody into them. Let's go to this article because it's dynamite. Well, do I want to do the? Let me give you a, a few minutes of Larry Sinclair. 
Now, remember, family, as they pointed out in the article before, well, no, they didn't yet, but I, I think it's in this article that I'm going to go to. It was Joe Biden's son that arrested Larry Sinclair. Immediately, I'm talking Bo Biden. Bo Biden. Poetic justice that he died from brain cancer shortly after that because his daddy had brain cancer too. And a lot of us have said he ain't never recovered. Okay? Now, if I can just. What's the name of the article you say you're going to? David Samuels interviews MLK biographer David Garrow on Barack Obama. Just put in your search engine the tablet okay. or tablet, uh, Barack Obama tablet, because there's another article that's very long in, uh, in tablet two. It's called the Obama Factor. It's equally as devastating. I think I got a copy of that one from way back then. But the tablet is a Jewish publication. You got to love this stuff, family. Where is that? I had this stuff all lined up, and as soon as I need it, I can't pull it up right away. Wait a minute. Come on, Sinclair. I know you right around here. Ah, there we go. This is Larry Sinclair. You can pull this up online. Uh, Bev, I think I sent you. Uh, I think I sent you this one. I think that's the one called Obama. For those of you in the chat room, it's called Larry Sinclair press conference. It's still on YouTube. Larry Sinclair press conference, exposing Barack Obama. This at the National Press Club. I I kept referring to this over the years because, again, I'm tracking it as it was happening, okay, and how the media, that's when I first realized that the media has changed dramatically in a short period of time, only with Obama, not with Bush, okay, not with Clinton. This was something totally different. And I completely stopped monitoring the only news that I monitored at that time, which was CBS Evening News, because they changed the anchor, and I knew that the anchor that they put in there was straight out the CIA. But this is Larry Sinclair. I'm only going to play a few minutes of it. His press conference talking about Obama at the National Press Club. Out of all the places, check this out, family. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Montgomery Blair Sibley. I'm the attorney for Larry Sinclair. 
and I just want to give you an overview of how we're going to proceed this afternoon. Uh, first, the National Press Club rents space. They do not condone or endorse the views of the people who rent the space. And we've been overwhelmed with people criticizing the National Press Club, and we just want to make it clear, Larry is here because he rented this room, and as a result, he's allowed to get up and say what he wants to say. The National Press Club has nothing to do with that. Uh, Mr. Sinclair is going to make a brief statement. You will be provided copies of that statement once he's done. And after that statement, he will entertain any reasonable questions and try to answer them. The procedure for doing that will be this microphone because we're being recorded and we want to make sure your questions are recorded so that uh, we get a full question and answer for the video that's being made today. I will come around the room. I will not give you the microphone, but I will hold the microphone so you can um, ask your questions. And um, at the end of the statement, at the end of the questions, Larry will be leaving the room. Uh, with that said, Mr. Sinclair, the microphone is yours. Good afternoon. First thing I'd like to do is thank a very <coughs> personal thank you to Reverend Pastor James David Manning for showing up for his support. Thank you so much for being here. It means a great deal. Let me stop it right there and explain to you who David Manning is. David Manning was the minister of Jeremiah Wright's church before Jeremiah Wright became the, the minister. Okay? Guess what happened to Manning? Suspicious death. Let's keep going. Come on, y'all. Good afternoon. My name is Larry Sinclair. I'm a former recreational drug user, drug trafficker, and I'm a convicted felon for crimes of forgery, bad checks, and theft by check. But I'm also an American citizen. I love this country, and I cannot stay silent regarding Barack Obama knowing what I know. Today I will discharge my obligation as a citizen to witness this knowledge to you and raise questions for others to investigate and consider. I'm going to briefly describe my background and experiences with Senator Obama. In 1999, what appears to me to be a coordinated effort to discredit me, and finally a list of questions. After this brief statement, I will take and try to answer any reasonable questions. Please understand, I will respect your questions and try to answer them. I will not be disrespected, nor will you. My background, I'm 46 years old and I currently reside in Duluth, Minnesota. I am a U.S. citizen. I've made mistakes in my lifetime. I have been convicted and served prison sentences for writing bad checks, forging checks, using stolen credit card numbers in Arizona, Florida, and Colorado. These events occurred over 20 years ago, between 1980 and 1986. After going public on the Internet with these claims against Senator Obama, earlier this year I became aware of a warrant out of Florida dated from 1986, which I have resolved, and it has now been dismissed. I also have an active Colorado-only warrant for alleged theft and forgery. I am not ignoring this warrant, but am addressing it with the court in Colorado as well as with the district attorney's office. I have a pending motion to dismiss this warrant, which I am waiting to have calendared by the Colorado courts. 
I have lived and worked under three different legal names. My birth name is Lawrence Wayne Sinclair. Later on, I had my name legally changed first to Lorai A. Silvas and later to Lorai Vizcarra Avila. Both name changes were conducted legally in the Canal County Superior Court, Florence, Arizona. I legally returned to my birth name in the Fremont County District Court, Canyon City, Colorado in the year of 1997. In regards to the Obama incident, I flew out of Colorado Springs, Colorado to Chicago on November 2nd, 1999, arriving in O'Hare early in the morning of November 3rd. I went to the Chicago area to attend the graduation of my godson, my best friend's son from basic training from the Great Lakes Navy Training Facility. I made reservations at the Comfort Inn and Suites in Gurney, Illinois, based solely on the location to the training center. On November 5th, 1999, I hired the services of Five Star Limousine. <coughs> Excuse me. I had hired them both for November 5th and November 6th of 1999. On November 6th, 1999, I asked the limo driver, whose name I now reveal for the first time, Jagir Aramit Mutani, if he knew anyone who would like to socialize and show me Chicago. One note, there's a typo on the statement that you will get at the end of the statement. We will put an updated and corrected version on a website that you will also be given access to, as far as the name is concerned. Mr. Mutani understood that I was looking for someone who knew Chicago and would enjoy socializing. Mr. Mutani said he knew someone who was a friend of his. On November 6, 1999, after picking me up at the hotel in Gurney, and this is significant, Mr. Mutani used his cell phone to make a call. That call was made to then Illinois State Senator Barack Obama to set up an introduction between myself and Senator Obama. Upon arriving at the bar and exiting the limo, Senator Obama was standing next to Mr. Mutani and I was introduced to Senator Obama by name. Later that evening in a bar, which I believe was called Alibis, and I state believe because I have failed so far to get Citigroup to provide the credit card receipts that has the actual name. <clears throat> I mentioned I could use a line or two to wake up. Senator Obama asked me if I was referring to Coke and I stated I was. After stating I was, Obama stated he could purchase cocaine for me and then made a telephone call. This too is significant from a cell phone to a presently unknown individual during which Senator Obama arranged the cocaine purchase. Senator Obama and I then departed the bar in my limousine and proceeded to an unknown location where Senator Obama exited the limousine with $250, which was provided to him by me. Returned a short while later with an eight ball of cocaine, which he gave to me. I did ingest a couple of lines of cocaine and shortly thereafter, Senator Obama produced a glass cylinder pipe and packet of crack cocaine from his pocket. Obama then smoked the crack cocaine. I performed fellatio on Senator Obama in the limousine during the time Senator Obama was smoking crack cocaine, after which I had the driver take me to my hotel, the Comfort Suites, Gurney, Illinois. The following day, November 7th, 1999, Senator Obama appeared at my hotel room, unannounced, uninvited, where we again ingested cocaine and I again performed fellatio on Senator Obama. Significantly, both the driver's telephone call to Senator Obama and his call to the drug dealer should appear on the driver's and Senator Obama's cell phone billing statements. In the fall of 2007, 
September 2007, I contacted the presidential campaign of Barack Obama to request solely that Senator Obama publicly correct his stated drug use record to collect, <coughs> excuse me, to reflect his use of crack cocaine with me in November of 1999. When I made the first contact, I left with the presidential campaign of Senator Obama a telephone number for the campaign to return my call. The first number I provided was a Texas cell phone number. From the period of Labor Day weekend 2007 through November 18th of 2007, I did provide a total of four different callback numbers to the Obama campaign. As I had moved and I had changed the numbers to, to reflect locally my place of residence at the time. In late September to early October, <coughs> excuse me, I lost my place here. In late September to early October 2007, I received a call from a male who identified himself as a Mr. Young, stating he was calling in regards to calls I had made to the Obama campaign. His first call was, in fact, an attempt by Mr. Young to obtain from me the identities of anyone I contacted concerning my 1999 allegations against Senator Obama. This first call shocked me in that this Mr. Young asked me why I had excuse me, why I had never mentioned to the camp <coughs> shocked me as I had never lose hold on some I'm lost here. Thanks. Because this is getting I can't even the first call was in fact an attempt by Mr. Young to obtain from me the identities of anyone I contacted concerning my 1999 allegations against Senator Obama. The first call shocked me in that this Mr. Young asked me why I had not asked Senator Obama to disclose the sexual encounters I had with Mr. Obama in 1999. I was shocked as I had never mentioned to the campaign or anyone working for the campaign any sexual encounters as my call was prompted by drug allegations only. The call ended with Mr. Young stating I would hear from someone in a few days. I would hear from someone in a few days. In mid to late October 2007, I received a second call from this Mr. Young, at which time I clearly became aware that this individual was personally involved with Senator Obama rather than just an employee of his campaign. The tone of the conversation had a sexual nature. Mr. Young did not once advise me how he obtained my phone number which by this time had now changed to a Delaware number. In late October 2007, I received a text message from the gentleman identified as Mr. Young, in which he stated he was intimately involved with Senator Obama and that Obama was discussing with him and his pastor how to publicly acknowledge Senator Obama's drug use in 1999, and that Obama wanted to be sure I had not discussed the sexual encounters or drug incidents with any media at that time. In mid to late November 2007, in another text message from Mr. Young, he advised me that Senator Obama will publicly correct his statement as to the last time he used drugs, and I did not need to concern myself with publicly disclosing it myself. The last contact I had with Mr. Young was in early December 2007, when he made it clear to me that Senator Obama had no intentions of publicly acknowledging his 1999 use of crack cocaine and that Mr. Young was in fact doing nothing more than milking information from me for Senator Obama's use. I later learned that A. Donald Young, 
the choir director of Reverend Wright's Trinity United Church of Christ, Obama's now former church, and who was openly homosexual, learned that he was murdered on December 23rd of 2007. I'm going to leave it right there because it's an hour long. But I sent that one to you as well, man. So you can yeah, post that. I put, I put that in the, it's in the chat room. Excellent. Excellent. Cause the dude Is that guy the still living? I bet. I just said they ran him over in 2011. Oh, that's the one they ran over. Okay. All yes. Right. Yes, because he was on the Rents program every day. He would do a radio program on the Jeff Rents Network. And I used to tune in to him because I was fascinated why this guy wasn't dead, but all the black people around Obama that he had sexual relationships with were dead. It was way more than one. Okay? Not just that. But the dope dealer that he would go and get his dope from, dead. Not just that, but other people that knew about his drug habits and his sexual uh, mores, dead. So it wasn't just uh, the three guys from Trinity. All of them died within days of each other, all murdered, execution style, three shots to the dome. I, I, see, I dealt with this stuff. and I think it was uh, Donald Young's mama said Obama killed her son, had her son killed. I had the original newspaper that that was in. Why? Because I'm from Chicago. But they were putting lipstick on a pig because they had big plans for this CIA in, in lieu of, of what we know now about the CIA and the FBI with all them homosexuals and drag queens all up and down that stuff. Back then, you had to know that they were involved in this stuff. People like me, we knew the CIA and the FBI was involved in uh, child trafficking and all this kind of stuff. We knew it. So, but the average black person didn't know anything. All they knew was, here's this, uh, here's the sisters, this fine black man, this fine black man. Well, I heard some of them same sisters that I knew said that Don Lemon was a fine black man. What they didn't understand was you had you could look over, under, around, and through to find a black man in Obama or Don Lemon. There was nothing black or male about either one of them. Nothing. Okay? When Lemon was in Chicago, he was on the down low. Because nobody wasn't accepting no black city. Okay. One thing about Chicago, there's a lot of black male testosterone. That's why we kill each other with impunity. A lot of black male testosterone here. So being a sissy wasn't exactly acceptable. All right. But 
it was the black women that went head over heels for this faggot because they didn't know. They didn't want to see what he really was. All right? But some of us knew, and we went and told the people what this dude was really about. And then, of course, truth is not acceptable to many of us. It's not. So Robert X got called names. Eventually, I was called correct. Let's go back to the article that you referenced, uh, that you asked me about earlier, Bear. David Garrow's, uh, David Samuels interviews Martin Luther King biographer David Garrow on Black Obama. Here's what they say. And, and you're going to see why this article attracted me because I was very much in the mix. Okay, just not not heard of. Anyway, they said there's a fascinating passage in Rising Star, David Garrow's comprehensive biography of Barack Obama's early years, in which the historian ex- examines Obama's account in Dreams from My Father of his breakup with his longtime girlfriend from Chicago, Sheila Yeager. In Dreams, Obama describes a passionate disagreement following a play by African-American playwright August Wilson, in which the young protagonist defends his incipient embrace of black racial consciousness against his girlfriend's white-identified liberal universalism. As readers, we know that the stakes of this decision will become more than simply personal. The black American man that Obama wields into being in this scene we're going to marry a black woman from the south side of Chicago named Michelle Robinson. And after a meteoric rise, win election as the first black president of the United States. What Gerald documented after tracking down and interviewing Sheila Yeager was an explosive fight over a very different subject. In Yeager's telling, the quarrel that ended the couple's relationship was not about Obama's self-identification as a black man, and the impetus was not a play about black Amer- uh, American black experience, but an exhibit at Chicago's Spurtis Institute about the 1961 trial of Adolf Eichmann. At the time uh, that Obama and Sheila visited the Spurtis Institute, Chicago politics was being roiled by a black mayoral aide named Steve Coakley, who in a series of lectures organized by Louis Farrakhan's Nation of Islam, accused Jewish doctors in Chicago of infecting black babies with AIDS as part of a genocidal plot against African Americans. The episode highlighted a deep rift within the city's power echelon, with some prominent black officials supporting Coakley firing in Yeager's re- re- recollection, what set off the quarrel that precipitated the end of the couple's relationship was Obama's stubborn refusal after seeing the exhibit and in the swirl of this Coakley affair to condemn black racism. While acknowledging that Obama's embrace of a black identity had created some degree of distance between the couple, she insisted that what upset her that day was Obama's inability to condemn Coakley's comments. It was not Obama's blackness that bothered her, but that he would not condemn anti-Semitism. Because now you can guess, Yeager's Old Testament. 
No doubt, Obama's evolving race-based self-consciousness did distance him from Yeager. In the end, the couple broke up. Yet, it's revealing to read Obama's account of the breakup and dreams and dreams against a very different account that Yeager offered. In Obama's account, he was the particularist embracing a personal meaning for the black experience that Yeager, the universalist, refused to grant. In Yeager's account, the poles of the argument are nearly but not quite reversed. It's Obama who appears who appears to minimize Jewish anxiety about black blood libels coming from the black community. His particularism mattered. Hers didn't. While Obama defined himself as a realist or pragmatist, the episode reads like a textbook evasion of moral responsibility. Whose version of the story is correct? Who knows? The bridge between the two accounts is Obama's emerging attachment to blackness which required him to fall in love and marry a black woman. They're explaining to you, family, why he joined Jeremiah Wright's church, because there was nothing black about him, okay? So in order for him to be acceptable in the black community, because that was his mission. Remember, he's CIA. Before this, he had a, well, let me hold on. I'm not sure if it's before or after, but he had a black Afghan, uh, not Afghan, Pakistanian boyfriend. Okay? So this dude has been a homosexual, and I said that his nanny, who was a tranny, right, from his adopted daddy, Lolo Satoro, was the one who turned him out. Lolo Satoro trained by the CIA in Hawaii. That was the jump-off point for MKUltra family. That's where his black, so-called black daddy was also in Hawaii. Okay? But his mama was CIA, and she was Jewish, and she was a hoe. That was her job. That was her duty to give up that booty to those that the CIA uh, was recruiting. Okay? Anyway, they say, uh, in evaluating the truthfulness of these two competing accounts, it seems worth noting that Yeager is something more than a woman scorned by a man who will later become president of the United States. Obama asked her to marry him twice. She refused both times before going on to achieve her own high-level professional successes. A student of the great University of Chicago anthropologist, Marshall Solins, Yeager is a professor of East Asian Studies at Oberlin College, whose scholarship on great power politics in Southeast Asia and the U.S.-Korean relationship is known for its factual rigor. In contrast, Dreams from My Father, as Garrow shows throughout Rising Star, is as much a work of dreamy literary fiction as it is an attempt to document Obama's early life. Because he ain't got no damn early life. What are you going to say? I'm a test tube baby? Because that is his early life. 
born in a test tube, or as Albert King would say, born in a bad thing, right there. Been down since yeah. I began to crawl. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. <laughs> he made his own bad luck. You don't choose to be gay or straight. Okay? Well, maybe he was if you attest to, baby. Say that again, Beth? Maybe if you are a test to, baby. You would have choose, huh? Okay, well, I consider that, okay? But right now, he's straight up a 10-pound bag of Domino Sugar. And that's what he's going to be when they put his ass in the ground, okay? Anyway, the thing that attracted me to this article was uh, their account of the situation here in Chicago. All right. Since I knew Steve Coakley fairly well at that time, and I was there when he gave uh, his analysis on uh, Jewish doctors experimenting on black women. Michael Jahar was around at that time, too, so he can back up what I'm saying. Uh, that black doctor, black, uh, black doctor. The Black Nurses Association first came to Steve Coakley with the documentation that pregnant black women were being experimented on at Cook County Hospital without their knowledge or consent, okay? And they were particularly using a drug called Dilantin. I forget. That drug is not to be used on pregnant women, period. Is to be used for specific ailments only. Okay, so the whole age thing, uh, my memory don't go back to the whole age part of this. Okay, because we have been talking since the Strecker Memorandum back in 1981 uh, with a packet of information, or was it 82, 83? Anyway, early 80s. Uh, where William Strecker uh, came out with uh, all kind of documentation that AIDS was basically a genocide against black people, okay? And that it was put out here for specific reasons to basically get rid of black people. So Zeers Miles, uh, who was a brilliant brother out of California, uh, was given packets. I mean, this packet had at least, I would say, four or five hundred pages in it. Maybe more than that, as I think about it. Maybe a thousand, because it was in a box uh, about six inches deep, a half a ruler deep. And when we got the box, it was. It had the. Uh, I think we had the. Uh, the video cassette uh, with Dr. Strecker explaining everything, we took this information to Dr. Lonnie Edwards, who became the uh, uh, Cook County Health Commissioner. So he was over Chicago, black man, good brother. 
and we blew his mind to the point that he wanted to give us copies. He wanted us to give him and his staff, a bunch of doctors, copies of the information. Okay? Um, but that's the so-called cochlear affair, right? And those of us who knew Steve Coakley, we knew he didn't make up no claims without having significant evidence because he didn't have to. He was a master researcher. All right? So when he came with that information, they jumped all over him because it was Jewish doctors. Now, what was interesting was there was all kind of political turmoil because Harold Washington had been murdered, and you had uh, this guy named Eugene Sawyer, another so-called black man, a lifelong Democrat scumbag, but Steve Coakley them work with him because they said the black community could get more out of him than they could out of his opposition, which was a, I think this Negro named Tim Evans was from Memphis, Tennessee. There was a pipeline of particular mindsetted black politicians from Memphis. They were all the same, and I'm not exaggerating. They were straight up house Negroes. So they came here to Chicago and uh, because they had been trained, it was obvious, okay, uh, they were given favor over the black politicians, and that created a rift here. So you had the Civil Rights All-Stars people. They were behind Tim Evans. And you had the stomped down, down uh, uh, died-in-the-wool black people. They were for Eugene Sawyer. I said, let's don't support either one of them because it's tearing up the black community. Neither one of them are bigger than our people. And right after Harold Washington that got murdered, assassinated, and by the way, Harold was a homosexual, but he made that his business, and that's the way it's supposed to be. That's your business. We knew who his boyfriend was, but when he started getting scrutiny, he went got this black school teacher and made her his beard. Okay? He never married her. Anyway, that took the pressure off. But we knew what Harold was. That wasn't the point. The point was he was black first. That was the point. Unlike the savages that we got out here now. Okay? That's what these black lesbians and homosexuals are for the most part. They savages because they are in, in league with a group of savage people. So that's the giddy-up around the whole Steve Coakley thing. It tore the black community up. We never recovered from it. Okay, we never recovered. Many of us got pissed off at Harold Washington because he gave inordinate amounts of power to Jewish people in this town because they were uh, labeled as the lakefront liberals, the lakefront liberals. That was the Jewish power base. But they had a lot of money and a lot of clout with the media and uh, the white intelligentsia in this town. So Harold rolled with them and they dressed him up to be the first black mayor. 
Okay? That's how they sold him. All right? And he was, he was running against straight-up racist white people because it wasn't just no one. They tried it twice. And Harold had such command of the English language that he could literally blow their heads off with the words that he used. I mean, this dude had command of the English language like few people, period. And that's what endeared him to large segments of the black community. However, when he became the mayor, and some of us saw him putting these Jewish people over black concerns, that pissed a lot of us off because we knew what was going on in the city. Most black people didn't. Okay? That was the whole scuttlebutt. That was the atmosphere around Chicago. And as a result, the white people retook control of the city. And to this day, we have not had a real black person in office. You got the communist down there now who is as lost and confused as his communist masters. Who are the communist masters? The school board, which since Harold died, they have gotten an inordinate amount of power politically. The Chicago school board, they're the ones that put the current mayor in there. Prior to that, y'all know who we had, okay? Mayor Big Dick, who is now at Obama's alma mater, Harvard. All right? Uh, probably uh, specializing in giving lectures on how to give uh, circumcision when you ain't got much to circumcise. Mayor Big Dick. Gone but not forgotten. I know we ain't got much time left, Bear. Right? Let's say we Bear, got yeah, eleven eleven minutes and um we're gonna do the the last hour on the phone and the number here is three two three six four two one five eight six. Push number one. If you have a question or a comment, and Dr. Robert X still have his GoFundMe page, and it's on the Truth to Power page. So please send a donation because we are being kept in the light. We will be in the dark like many others. So he's keeping us awakened here. Well, Bev, let me me add this, Bev, because uh, I've had some unfortunate things happen, like, um, I got to get some roofing done on my house okay. here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it didn't manifest itself until about a month, yeah, about a month ago now. Okay. That I know it's a roofing problem. So I had a guy come out here and take a look at the roof, and he gave me a $2,000 bill. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's not a lot for roofing. Okay. That's not a lot mm-hmm. at all. But I don't have the money. So I've never done this before in any circumstance. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to come up with three quarters of it. But the other quarter, I'm going to appeal to the family 
in any way yeah. they can to get as close to that other $500 as, as possible because they're coming out here in the morning. Wow, and I need, okay. I need to try to stall them. Uh, although they're going to start tomorrow, they're not going to get all of the money tomorrow because I'm right around $500 short. So I'm appealing to the family to, in any way you can. If I don't get but $100 from the family, that's still a hundred uh, more than I got in terms of reaching the final uh, total. So I'm appealing to the family. I need about five hundred dollars. I'll send y'all the receipt to show you. I don't. I don't play games with this stuff because I've never asked anybody for anything. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm to the family to get me close to this five hundred dollars. Uh, Within the next, well, I think I can hold, I can hold them off for close to ten days, but at least a week. Well, ahead, no, it's enough for the family that you should be able to have the five hundred dollars tomorrow, well, and we well, have to look at. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, we, we you, have can look at, you can look at family ahead, where you can look at the totals on on the site. What is it? Uh, Go find me, me. Mm-hmm. and just when it get to that five hundred mark, just stop. Cause mm-hmm. I don't I don't want anything other than what I need. I I always get what I need. Damn what I want. That's not important. So if it's three hundred and thirty one dollars up there now, you'll know at eight hundred and thirty one dollars we reached the goal. That's it. I don't need no more than that. Well, I'm quite sure the family can make that happen. you got to look at all the years that Dr. X has took his time, his energy, through his heart attacks and everything, but he's dedicated to bring the information to us. So now he needs our help, and this is the time for us to help to show our appreciation of him taking the time to give us this information. And this is a lot, and he has really kept us up on what has been going on here. So I'm appealing to the family, please make sure that Dr. X have what he needs by tomorrow. And I appreciate yeah. everyone. And I'm going to tell you, family, um, if there's anything over that 500, I'm, I don't know how I can send it back, but I'm sending it back to you. That's why I say look at where the totals are up there now and just add 500 to it. So when it gets to that point, if you haven't uh, gave me a contribution or whatever, I'm saying don't. Don't don't even send it beyond the 500 because that's not what I do. That's not who I am. I don't, I don't do that. I mean, I told you, my closest friends, they'll tell you. I some I've known for 40 years. I ain't never borrowed $5 from them at all, period. I, well, I don't work that way. Time. This is our time to show our appreciation. And it's enough of us here that's listening that if we could send $5, uh, whatever we can put together, we should be able to get that $500 together and by tomorrow in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. If we don't get it, it's going to come from some Where somewhere else because, like I said, I always get what I need. So I, I'm not tripping. It's just that uh, the rain has become my enemy over this last month 
And I can't tell you the stuff I've gone through to try to get somebody to come out and just take a look. And, you know, they doing other things and can't make it. So, right. again, everything in its own proper time. But let me go to this, this last article, Bill, and then we can bring the family in. Cause, uh, and I didn't think I was going to have to do two parts of this. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll go right from this back into, but I want to deal with the African thing, too. And I ain't get to Jamie Foxx. I only mentioned him with what's going on with him because they're trying to throw him to the woods. Let me tell you something, family. The worst thing you could possibly do with these people is apologize. Don't ever apologize if you're telling the truth. Don't ever apologize. And if that sounds familiar, it's because that's what the current philosophy is among this whole Black Lives Matter LGBT thing is. When you apologize, they jump on you with both feet. Okay? So let's go. We mentioned some of these people that were killed as members of Obama's church. It gets much deeper, family. We're just beginning here to uncover some of these people. But then it it really gets deep in, in terms of even Obama's cop man, his drug dealer connection, was murdered the same way these three church people were. Okay, three members of Obama's church killed. This is from Narkiv N A R K I V E dot com. Here's what they say: uh, Is Barack Obama is a Barack Obama bombshell lurking in the shadows, waiting to derail one of the biggest Cinderella stories in recent history? While most political prognosticators in the mainstream press presume that Obama is the presumptive Democratic nominee for president, they still wonder aloud if Hillary Clinton has something up their sleeve. The bombshell may involve the murder of Donald Young. And y'all just heard Larry Sinclair talk about his conversations with Donald Young just before he died and their communications were cut off because he was dead. They say the bombshell may involve the murder of Donald Young, a 47-year-old choir master at former Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Trinity United Church of Christ, the same congregation that Obama has attended for the past 20 years. Two other young black men that attended the same church, Larry Bland and Nate Spencer, were also murdered execution-style with bullets to the back of their head, all within 40 days of each other, beginning in November 2007. All three were openly homosexual. So Obama was in sissy, down-low heaven at Jeremiah Wright's church. Okay? They say, what links this story to Barack Obama is that according to an acquaintance of Obama, Larry Sinclair, Obama is a closet bisexual with whom he had sexual and drug-related encounters in November 1999. Further, Sinclair claims that Obama was friendly with at least two of these deceased parishioners and that choir director Donald had contacted him shortly before being murdered from multiple gunshot wounds on December 23rd, two days before Christmas. 2007. 
These killings are receiving a number of different reactions. Mike Parker, who I always said was connected to the intelligence community, he's a local CBS news dummy, okay? Uh, he just retired uh, or recently as I uh, coincidentally reading some stuff and came across his retirement. Anyway, uh, Mike Parker, reporting for CBS in Chicago, wrote, quote, Activists fear gay African Americans are being targeted for murder. No, gay African Americans connected to Barack Obama were targeted for murder. Okay, while Mark Loveless of the Coalition for Justice and Respect queries, "Quote: Are we under attack? Is this a serial killer? This is black, black gay." Okay. I never met this dude, but I've heard him speak before on the Negro radio station here, Mark Lovelace. Anyway, they're going to say an even more sinister aspect of this case is being investigated, according to Sinclair in an affidavit to the Chicago Police Department. Donald Young had informed him that he and Barack Obama were intimate with each other. Sinclair, should be noted, declared on January 18, 2008, in a YouTube video that on two separate occasions he engaged in sexual acts with Obama and that Obama smoked crack cocaine, once in a limousine and the other time in a hotel in Gurney. Sinclair also asked, why would Young, whom he had never met, initiate these calls by contacting him on cell phone numbers known only in the Obama camp? A private investigator connected to the Chicago Police Department, told the Globe, quote, Donald Young was silenced because of something he knew about Obama. Donald was in a position where he heard a lot of things and saw a lot of, and saw a lot of things concerning Barack. Another questionable Obama associate is openly homosexual. That person is Stanford Law Professor Lawrence Lessig who was listed during the 2008 campaign as being part of Obama's, quote, technology initiative, unquote. In April, Lessig showed a video at a Google seminar entitled Jesus Christ, the musical where Jesus Christ lip-syncs Gloria Gaynor's late 1970s disco hit, I Will Survive, during which he strips down to just a diaper, effeminately struts along a city street and finally gets run over by a speeding bus, unquote. All three murders within the span of 40 days among members of America's most discussed church, one run by the controversial Reverend Jeremiah Wright, enough to arouse the suspicions of Chicago law enforcement officials and members of the national media. Or, as Sinclair wrote, was the murder of Young made to look similar to other recent murders to make it look as if it was a hate crime because he had become a political liability. See, at that time, Barack Obama had already been nominated, uh, not nominated, but already chosen. He had already been tapped, to use the word from the uh, circles of the secret societies, he had been tapped that he was going to be the president, okay? So that's why 
they get they made him the senator. They took out Jesse Jr. No, this was before that. Jesse Jr. got his seat, and then he got busted. Little arrogant little bastard. Okay. Uh, his wife was from D.C. and she was as nasty as they come. Believe me. Uh, she had a cute face, but she was from a family of people who had been given every damn thing. They never had to work for anything. And little Jesse Jr. was just a spitting image of his daddy who thought he could uh, dazzle people with his language. And that would get him where he, he needed to go. And it did. They took out Mel Reynolds. Mel Reynolds was a Rhodes Scholar, okay? So he wasn't in the interest of black people. But you got to understand, family, during those years, black people's level of awareness was in the toilet. And most black people, if you say Cecil Rhodes, they would think you was talking about some street that you drive down. They didn't understand that he was pretty much the father of uh, what we know as modern-day slavery in terms of Africa, the African continent, and by extension, keeping all the rest of us around the world in slavery. Because if Africans don't get free, none of us are free. Okay? We'll go into that next next week. Uh, hopefully I can finish this. Man, there's just so much stuff there. Uh, I won't go no further. I know the family. I'm just going to say the rest of this because I don't want to get get into it. Uh, but let me let me do the Larry Sinclair one, okay? Well, go ahead uh, because we don't. Um, I don't see any hands raised. I don't know if the switchboard something going on with the switchboard. So go ahead, uh, Doctor. Okay, then I'll I'll just go back in line. Uh, the next article is. Donald Young and Larry Bland. This is from blackhistory247.wordpress.com. Blackhistory247.wordpress.com. Interesting thing about this article, family. There was one comment. When you look down, you go on this website and pull up this article, Donald Young and Larry Bland, two of the murder victims. Okay. The one comment was from Santita Jackson. You know who that is, Bear? No, who is that? Jesse Jackson's daughter. Mm. Okay. Are you ready for this? She's, yeah, Barack She's Barack Obama's daughter's godmother. Oh. She liked the article. Did you hear me? Okay. She liked the article. So go there, family, blackhistory247.wordpress.com, Donald Young and Larry Bland. She's the only person that commented on the article, and she liked it, and is not favorable to Obama. But yet, she's the godmother of Barack Obama's oldest daughter. That's why Jesse Jackson felt that he could make the comment about Barack Obama 
okay, questioning his blackness. Remember he made that comment that I forget exactly what he said? Uh, and then, of course, black people jumped all over him, said he was jealous because he couldn't become the president back in the early 80s. Jesse Jackson knew he wasn't going to become no president. Jesse Jackson ran for president in the early 80s because Ronald Reagan then was holding that, uh, are we going to lock your ass up over him because he had been ripping off Operation Push because the Democrats had been running every damn thing. So he didn't need to account for nothing that he had done. Plus, he worked for the intelligence community. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he wasn't keeping no books. And Reagan them threatened to lock his ass up when they found out that he's getting all these uh, tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars from these corporations that he was shaking down, and that money was going in his pocket. But you see, that's why Martin King pushed his ass to the curb, because Martin King could feel that he had a fake spirit. So he pushed his ass to the curb, and then you had some Hollywood actors and actresses who uh, came to Jesse's aid, like, um, oh, I can't think of their names at this point. But uh, that's when he started uh, Operation Bread, not Bread Basket, Operation Push. Push. Yeah. He got kicked out of Bread Basket because people was complaining that he thought it was his. Okay? So the money was coming up short. And Jesse said, well, I got a, a young family here. I got to take care of this family. Yeah, but you you got to go through other people, man. You can't just take people's money. So Jesse was, he had to gift the gap, okay? Uh, but he was as phony as a $13 bill. And, and most kind, a lot of kind people had that gift, too. And hey, Ubu. Yeah, yeah same deal that's why i warned the black people but i know and when he i think he was here recently i can guarantee you most of the people around there were black women for some reason for some reason something is happening internally with black women i don't know if the anger is is that bad about black men, because we certainly haven't upheld our end of this, but if you think it's working on your behalf, you're not paying attention. Okay? You're just not paying attention. Because he has no intention of freeing you whatsoever. And again, it cannot be lost on anybody that every time you turn around, you got some black woman that they're pushing out front to uh, to neuter Orange Man while they still hiding in the background. You see? Now, I know we want to be uh, respected for the work that we do, but, man, you're not going to get no brownie points from these people for going after Orange Man. It gonna only, it's, it's only going to end up bad for you. I'm just telling you, that's the history. That ain't me. Here's what they say in the article. In late May 2010, a Washington, D.C.-based investigative journalist, Wayne Matson, see, I have the articles. If I go upstairs and look at my boxes, I guarantee you I could find these articles 
because I was a avid uh, monitorer of Wayne Matson. Okay, I'm I'm sure he's probably no longer with us now. Last time I uh, was into his stuff, he was in uh, bad health. But uh, Wayne Matson wrote some of the most mind blowing articles because he was connected to the intelligence community that you ever read. So he was one of my primary sources on a lot of stuff going back to the 80s, okay? Uh, so it's funny that they mention him here. Anyway, they say he had a bombshell revelation about Barack Obama's membership in the Chicago gay club, Man's Country. Uh, then uh, under Donald Young, he says this, Matson also reported on Obama's sexual relationship with other men, including named D.C. politicians and Donald Young. Remember, family, as we told you, there are a lot of gay white boys in D.C., but back then, they were in the closet, in the closet. Uh, Barack Obama let them out. Now you know why he let them out. They say, uh, the openly gay choir director of the church in Chicago, of which Obama was a member for some 20 years, talking about Don Young. Jeremiah Wright's Trinity United Church of Christ, uh, Black Liberation Theology, uh, and Obama's relationship with Young was confirmed by Larry Sinclair, who claims to have two sex co- claims to have had two sex cocaine trips with Obama. Donald Young's bullet-ridden body was found in his Chicago apartment on December 23, 2007, in what appeared to be an assassination-style slaying. Norma Jean Young revealed to the Globe, uh, Globe this is uh, Donald Young's mother, Donna, uh, Norma Jean Young revealed to the Globe that her son, Donald, who was openly gay, was a, quote, close friend, unquote, of Obama. Mrs. Young also believes the Chicago Police Department has not placed a high priority on finding the killer of her son. Larry Sinclair, the gay man who claimed to have had two sexual encounters with Obama in Chicago in 1999, wrote a book, Cocaine, Sex, Lies, and Murder, in which he states that Obama was linked to Young's murder. And now we go to Larry Bland. This is what Masson as it say about Larry Bland. There were two other openly gay men in Wright's church, Larry Bland and Nate Spencer. In late 2007, as Obama began his ascent, in a span of one and a half months, all three men conveniently died. Bland was murdered on November 17, 2007. Young was murdered uh, execution style December 24th. As was Bland, he was murdered execution style. December 24th, Christmas Eve, 2007. And Spencer reportedly died of septicemia, pneumonia, and HIV on December 26th, 2007, the day after Christmas. So they took Christmas off and then resumed the the killing. Unbelievable. They said, reaching... I found uh, that, yet again, another president was found to have been written about as a vile, they missed a word, I'm going to say person, 
There's no shame in being gay. Yet there's a lot of evidence to show that Obama tried to cover this up extremely badly as evidence has shown the murder of innocent people. African-American people who had never before voted came out to vote for Obama. What an utter waste of time. Another puppet president embroiled in a hideous practice to deceive the very people who over the centuries deserve a lot better than Obama. I know I could have said that better, but uh, Santita Jackson, you look down at the bottom of that page on this website, Black History 247, you'll see her comment is the only comment. Because after that spat with Jesse and her daddy, uh, with Jesse and Obama, uh, Jesse felt like because of the relationship between them that he could say what he wanted and that Obama would basically protect him, okay? Barack Obama, uh, the Chicago Tribune called him the first Jewish president, and that's what he was, okay? Later on, I think it was Time or Newsweek that would then label him the first gay president both of which are lies, right? Uh, Roosevelt was Jewish. He didn't practice Judaism, okay? Or I should pronounce his name more properly, Roosevelt. Okay? Now, let's go here. Ex-Obama lover Larry Sinclair mowed down by a hit-and-run driver. This is from 4winds4winds, the number 10.com. 4winds, the number 10.com. Here's what they say. The author of Barack Obama and Larry Sinclair, Cocaine, Sex, Lies, and Murder, Lawrence W. Sinclair, has died tonight near his home in a purported car accident. A car accident? It was apparently a hit and run. Police say the other driver got away and there was no sign of the other driver or his car. 2009 shocker, Sinclair revealed in his book stunning revelations about Barack Hussein Obama, including that he had had a gay lover in Illinois. Shortly after addressing the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. in 2008, Sinclair revealed that senior advisor Advisor David Axelrod spearheaded a vindictive smear campaign against him, while Vice President Joe Biden and his son, Bo, arranged for his arrest after the National Press Club speech. Obama ain't the president at this point, family. But Bo is already on the case working for Joe, right? Because Joe's name is on the short list to become the president, I mean vice president. And if Joe becomes the vice president, he knew he never had a chance to achieve any higher office because he had been uh, shown to be a, a hysterical liar and plagiarizer, stealing other people's speeches and claiming that it was his before he got caught. That happened more than once 
in his runs for the presidency. Okay? So he Joe went and got Bo, and Bo arrested Larry Sinclair as soon as the press conference was over at the National Press Club. They go on to say, the most shocking claim in his 2009 book was the accusation by Sinclair that Obama and Reverend Jeremiah Wright were involved in the murder of Obama's former lover, choirmaster Donald Young. The mysterious circumstances around this accident would surely raise many questions. It's curious that this accident happened late on Sunday night when all the news media is in bed and not paying any attention. Damn, that sounds like Chef Boyardee. Found dead from drowning Sunday night. Actually, they didn't get find the body until Monday. The next day, from eight foot of water. Hell, they could have went and got a flashlight and uh, shined it down in the water and found that damn body in eight feet of water. He's six feet five. And, and remember, family, this is an artificial uh, encampment. So that water is clean as hell. All right? Uh, they go on to say, uh, we'll see if it's reported anywhere tomorrow. And, of course, it was. But the media hurry up and went past it because they got Orange Man to fry. Okay. Now look, watch this family. This is the 2013 article. Okay. It's called Crossing Obama Can Be Deadly. Crossing Obama Can Be Deadly. And this is from TreasureNet.com. Y'all notice I'm using these obscure websites because I don't do mainstream media. Okay? But I, you could find it. You can find some of this in other more reputable uh, mainstream media accounts. Uh, I don't give a damn because I have no respect for mainstream media. None. Period. And you shouldn't either based on what you know today and what you see these people doing. Okay? Again, it's from treasurenet.com. One of the very first lines in the article, family, from December 12, 2013, is Obama's dead pool. Because the place where... Chef Boyardee, I'm talking to the black chef, Obama's chef, the place where he died is really a pool, the cement or ceramic surrounding, but it's artificial, okay? It was manufactured. They put the water there. So ain't it interesting that in 2013 they called this, this subtitle Obama's Dead Pool. is really death connected to the Obama White House. Some you can agree with, 
some you won't. Unless, Bev, you got callers. You got callers? Uh, no, I don't see anybody on the line. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead here. on. They here, I'm gonna they go still on. in the chat room, and they still uh, on the phone. Excellent. I'm going to go on to the article. They okay. say the first person they mention is Andrew Breitbart, died of a massive heart attack walking outside late at night alone in the dark approximately one week before he was to produce tapes of Obama's extremist activities in college. Uh uh, more speculation is that Breitbart, uh, quote, wait till they see what happens March the 1st, unquote. Breitbart's footage shows Obama palling around with terrorists. Sheriff Joe Arpaio said, I spoke with Andrew Breitbart shortly before he died. And you know what's ironic with all this bear family? Mm-hmm. One of the first people to come out here and question Obama's legality to be president and said he had spoken with people who had copies of Obama's original birth certificate. (laughs) Donald Trump. Absolutely. (laughs) And people were encouraging him to run for president then. This is around 2012. And he decided against it. Okay? Let me tell you something, family. They can go get Michelle Obama's mama. If you are all connected to what's going on, there's no way in hell, even from a prison cell, which I believe they will try to do. And the outrage is going to be unlike anything you've ever seen in this country before. As I said, the difference between a Trump and an Obama is Obama is manufactured, is a phenomenon, and you cannot control phenomena. That's the difference. I saw a video of a black man that just absolutely told Obama to shred, said he had eight years to do something for black people and chose to sit on his ass and do nothing but tell you to uh, put on your marching shoes and uh, arise and miss <laughs> all boats. Go ahead, Bear. No, go ahead. I wasn't saying that. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, they say shortly before he died, wait, yeah. I spoke with Andrew Breitbart shortly before he died. This is Sheriff Appel. An eyewitness speaks out about Breitbart's death death scene. Breitbart's skin color described as bright red. Was Andrew Breitbart assassinated? More murder speculation. Was Andrew Breitbart murdered? Uh, The Los Angeles coroner said Breitbart died of of heart failure. Then we've got Steve Bridges. Who dies at 48. You know who that is, Bear? Who is Steve Bridges? Everybody was shocked when this dude, this was the black guy who did a better impression of Barack Obama than Barack Obama. Oh, I remember him. Okay, that was his name. 
He died very suspiciously. I mean, this dude looked like Obama, and he sounded like Obama, and Obama hated him. So he ended up dead. Mm. Okay? 48 years old, impersonator who offended Obama, Steve Bridges, as President Obama in August in August of 2011. It appeared that he died of natural causes. Then, we dealt with this too bad, the death of six, I'm sorry, the death of SEAL Team 6, who never would fly an entire company in one helicopter alone. Remember, these were the people where Obama and them got busted, making it look like SEAL Team 6 was getting ready to capture uh, Osama bin Laden, right? And they all mm-hmm. supposedly sitting in this room in the White House watching TV with Hillary and the table full of them bastards. And they supposedly showed Osama bin Laden sitting there uh, in his hideaway in, in, in Pakistan watching, watching good times, right, with J.J. and, mm-hmm. and, and Elman and all the rest of them, right, mm-hmm. watching good times. And, and drinking a 40 and eating pretzels. But the SEAL Team 6 people all got killed. I think they were in Afghanistan. They put them all in one helicopter, which never, ever happens. That's what they're saying here. And the helicopter supposedly got hit by a, a shoulder-fired missile from the so-called Taliban. No. They were fed up with Barack Obama, and they had already said that they were going to come out and spill the beans, that they didn't kill no Osama bin Laden. His body wasn't given no Muslim burial at sea, like Obama and them said. Ain't no Muslim burying they people at no sea. So they blew up the, at the helicopters that SEAL Team 6 was in. Because... Uh, Dead men tells no tales. Now watch this, family. When I gave the lecture on this at the library, there was a policeman in the audience brought there by one of the family members. And the hair on the back of my neck stood up before I was even told that this guy was a police. Okay? That's like my sixth sense to warn me. And I always paid attention to it. Then when I found out that he was a cop, he said, you don't know how right you are, because I had laid out that it was Obama and him to kill that dude. Mm-hmm. He killed Team Six. Okay? So he told me, he gave me a number and told me, uh, you and me need to talk. He was a member of the Chicago Police Department. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, I never called him, family. Because the hair stood up on the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. Okay? True story. But I, I didn't share that with many people either. Okay? So let's go on. Really crazy stuff has happened in my lifetime here. Okay? And uh, that's why I always say uh, I'm very fortunate to be alive. Because after things that have happened to me and taking the stances that I take, 
there's something divine about it. Okay? I'm not saying I'm divine. I'm saying that some some force is watching over me because mm-hmm. I can easily go easily with the stuff that I say, and I ain't never pulled no punches because I think the truth is probably uh, the most important, precious commodity on the planet today because you get so little of it that you don't even recognize it anymore. Okay? Then we got Cam Kawada was found dead inside his Venice home uh, after a friend, concerned that they hadn't heard from him in a few days, alerted police. Uh, He was a police consultant in California, a Democratic uh, insider, uh, and possibly the Obama consultant referred to in the Osterman report allegedly viewed bizarre drug-induced behavior from Obama during the 2008 campaign. Okay? There's an article titled, The Troubling Timeline, The Death of a Political Operative. Okay? Talking about that situation. Then they say, did Obama assassinate Clinton delegates Bill Guatney and Stephanie Tubbs Jones? I remember when Stephanie Tubbs Jones was found dead. I didn't know about Bill Guatney. Hollywood producer Bettina Viviano said Bill Clinton directly told me Barack Obama is not eligible to be president. That's when Hillary was releasing the information about uh, Barack Obama making the deal here in Chicago uh, connected to this monster over in Hyde Park that uh, uh, the former governor, damn, I'm running the blank on his, Blagojevich, uh, was making the deal to give Barack Obama a Senate seat based on what he could get back in return. And they end up locking up Blagojevich, who, quite honestly, put more black people in positions of authority than any other governor in the history of the state of Illinois. And didn't they arrest him? Didn't they put him in jail? Yes, orange man pardoned him. Yeah. He did 12, something like 12 years. Mm. In prison for doing what politicians and Biden is on tape talking about doing. Pay for play. Y'all heard the term? Pay for play, that's what they called it. Well, that's what they said of the corpse and his crackhead son. And we that's what they put in a crackhead president. Go ahead, Bill. And that's what they put the mayor here, Kilpatrick, in jail for the same thing. That is correct. So, look, they're changing the definition of stuff. 
you know the brother that we talked about that they uh, the Biden administration had arrested because he get, he was giving speeches about being pro Putin. Oh, mm-hmm. Yasatelli from the Uhuru movement down there in Florida. Okay. They locked him up because of his speech. That's it. Mm. They're trying to put him in prison because of his speech. You know why? Because they want to use why? that against Trump. They want to use that against Trump. Mm. See, they have to set a precedent, even though it's unconstitutional. They know that the, the, the all these cases against Orange Man are going to be overthrown because they're all about free speech. Well, they're trying they to get rid of the Constitution because that's the only thing keeping them halfway in check. That's the only swear. thing that we have. This is about getting rid of the Constitution, and they're trying to do it with Trump. You're absolutely correct. And this we is what do I have do a work. hand raised. Go, go ahead and take it there. Okay. 832. Eric Carter, hey, 832. Brother. How y'all doing? How you doing? Better luck. Good, good. Hey, hey. I'm, I'm going to need you to calm down with Obama, bro, because every time you bring this dude up, everything starts smelling <laughs> like dookie around my house. Um, <laughs> you know, man, uh, it's obvious to me that the dude is just, he always was a different dude. Uh, he introduced uh, what was it? Uh, transsexual bathrooms when nobody was even talking about that. Yep. Uh, what did he do? Put a rainbow on the White House. Yep. He, he, he's That's always been a weirdo, you know. Why Hillary Clinton lost the election in 2016? Because them white folks was mad as hell when he said Obama allowed for these uh, lesbians or trannies to go into the girls' bathroom. They got the Virginia governor, Yunkin. They got him elected. Oh, well, you know, something we've been talking about about a good seven, eight years or maybe longer now is now you got a lot of black women and the transgenders fighting all on social media now. And uh, we kept telling them that if you support that lifestyle, you continue to, you know, make these people your friends. They got an ulterior motive, which is to replace you or move you out the way. They really don't like, not all of them, but a lot of them really don't care for women, you know. They want to replace oh, them. That's so, their mortal enemy. That's their enemy, bro. But, yeah, what I really wanted to ask you was, now, the GoFundMe, bro, I want to put something on it, but I can y'all give it to me again? Because I saw something, but it looked like it was an old one from 2020. Uh, Do it work? Is it on the page? That's the one we got. It was saying something about $3,500 and then $9,000 or something. And I said, that doesn't sound like what he just said. That's the one. It's going to take me 20 years to get up to that $9,000 mark. (laughs) I'm perfectly willing to wait 20 years. So I I can at least say we reached our goal. It took us 20 years to raise $9,000 because I ain't pimping. Well, and on, we on this one, that I thought I didn't even reach the goal yet. It just was at 3500 of the 9000 That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Awesome. And we had, set, we had set that up when uh, Dr. X's mother died. That is correct. Oh, that was okay. In so we, yeah. And so we just left it there. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, bro, I mean, I understand the hard work you do and the time you put into it. So, you know, whenever I can give you, a, you know, some assistance, I will, brother. So, I appreciate you, my that, brother. You know, thank you. You know, thank my, you. Philosophy, my brother, this is a privilege for black people to take time out their lives and listen to anything I got to say. It's a privilege to serve our people, man. And anybody that comes before us, and we know spiritually, if we plugged in to our spiritual nature, and we know they're about dollars, shame on you. Because our salvation ain't in nobody's dollars. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Africans and stick it. That's what Africa is doing now. This is unprecedented. Yeah. But we are coming together. That's that's the that's the power right there. Whatever we need to come together in, we are coming together. I see that happening. Yes, ma'am. Well, y'all have a good night. And, uh, thank you. I'll continue to listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and thank you for your donation. Thank you. Absolutely. Best love and hotel. Hotel. Two two one five. Area code two one five. Sister Bev, brother Rob, better love. What's up, how y'all? <laughs> better love, good, better good. Love. I just want to say a couple things. So the chef that died, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be right. honest, Sister Bev, I'll see you the picture tomorrow. Okay. Like I said, I never miss one of y'all shows. Never miss y'all show. I'm all right now. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. the guy that you was talking about, um, the chef that died. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, we can look at people and tell people, we can look and tell what, what type of things that they were into. Him and Obama yeah, mm-hmm. was in some type of sort of relationship. You can look okay. at him and tell. Okay. You, you can look at him and tell. Like they was, <laughs> you know, he might have been low-key. You know, he, he low-key. He doing his thing. He on a deal or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be, whatever. But you know that that was the situation that was going down. Of course. He mysteriously died. Maybe he felt some type of way about whatever the case might have been. Him and Obama might have had an argument, whatever the case might have been. But but he knew too much. He was around too much. He heard too much. Him and Obama probably did too much. So he had to knock him off. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) He knows too much. Maybe it was (laughs) Exactly. And and Brother Rob... um, you know, I stay up on Chicago stuff. I stay up on those nine girls that got shot at that luau party. They got yeah. shot at that luau party because they messing with dudes that know too much. To all the females out here, we putting it in the ether. We know everybody that listen to this show. They in tune. They not too crazy. But to all yeah. the females out there, we putting it in the ether for the future people that's going to listen to this. That's right. Um, y'all got to stop messing with these dudes and these drug dealers and these rappers and all this type of stuff because y'all being exposed to certain type of stuff. And when y'all getting shot and killed, it's because you know too much. That, that's you might have been the most inno- you might have been the most innocent female in the world. You you know too much. You've been around too much. You you bagging up for these niggas. Excuse my mouth, sister Beth. You bagging up yeah, for these niggas. Right. You hitting licks. You setting niggas up. You doing all this type of crazy stuff. So, 
y'all got to kind of back away from these type of men if you don't want to get murdered or if you don't want to be at a party with your girlfriends and somebody slide through and shoot it up because that's what's happening out here. Um, A lot of these females out here aren't, are innocent in the in the least. We all live in the hood. Brother Rob, you in the hood? Sister Beth? Yeah. Detroit? I'm in the hood right now. Mm-hmm. These females out here is doing stuff. There is no more boo-hoo crying. Oh, my God, they killed females. Oh, my God, they went upside her head. She was out here mm-hmm. doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I yeah. they had to knock him off. Oh, I'm sorry, Brother Rob. No, every time I turn around, I look at these late-night gatherings, uh, through uh, Instagram and and uh, YouTube or Twitter or whatever the hell they're using to meet up, mm-hmm. half the crowd is young girls. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they're young girls. And they listen to Sexy Red and they think it's cool to have sex with this one. And, oh, I'm going to set them yeah. up. Or we going to get an Airbnb and I'm going to drop my location and all that. Like, it's... It, it, no more sympathy can be had for those type of females that put themselves in that type of lifestyle. I don't know about them nine girls getting shot in Chicago. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what they was into. I ain't from Chicago, so I don't know the ins and outs of it. But from now, the outside looking that? in, cause see, you telling me from, something that I'm not aware. Of. You ain't no nine girls got shot at a luau in Chicago on the west side. No, no. I'm not the well, brother Rob. Yes, but 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 you don't know about it because there's so many mass shootings happening in Philadelphia, so many mass shootings happening in Chicago, uh, uh, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and all these places. You don't really know which one is which. You know what I mean? You don't Correct. know. You don't know because it's it's just norm. It's it's sad, but it's normal to us, and it's a sad and, thing and that is normal to us. But once again, like I said before. This is a process that we have to get through and we have to go through. Now, Brother Rob, I know I didn't send you any of the uh, videos and the social media thing because I know you be getting them type of stuff. I know people send you those type of things. But with the um, with the Montgomery brawl, yeah. um, remember how I always told y'all, every time I hop on air, I say, yeah, we acting crazy. We out here and we in the mix. But when it comes time for us to get together, we come together. Yeah. But what's going to be the outcome of the case? See, that's what's important. Justice, see, if we ain't asking for justice, what are we asking for? The other side of justice is revenge. Now, if we want revenge, then let's set on the table and say this is what we want, and we can go out here and mass suicide because that's what it's going to be. See, see, I never wanted to – I don't be wanting to say certain stuff that I be thinking or that, you know, we be talking about around the way and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's going to have to get to that point of Montgomery Brawl situation. And I think everybody will have to wake up to that point and that factor. Um, it's going to have to get to that type of situation. But you know how we live in dysfunction and we're dysfunctional people and everything that we go through um, is a product of our dysfunction and everything that we've been through. That yeah. goes to show you, like I told y'all before, when the stuff hit the fan, we come together. We come together, and we make something out of coming together. Um, but we have to be squeezed down to that point because too many people are living comfortably. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. 
Let me I, tell you what I see happening. I live comfortably, but I um I live around the way, so it, it's impossible for me to be truly that comfortable with my next door neighbor, my my family, my cousins, my my dad, my my this, my you know what I mean. It's, it's impossible for me to live live comfortably, but I think for a lot of people that work at the post office and you getting twenty seven dollars an hour. You didn't move out the hood. You ain't really move out the hood, but you moved to the little outskirts, 15 minutes outside of where you're from or whatever the case might be. Right. Those type of people, it's going to take for those type of people to get hit real hard with what we going through, that live around the way. It's going to take for them to have to come back in in order for us all to come together. And that situation on that boat, that was all different type of people. That was all different type of probably um, um, echelons of money and, different monetary groups and you got the poor, you got the middle class, you got the upper class blacks. Um, I've seen a video, I've seen a position of the video from inside of the showboat and everybody mm-hmm. in that boat was mad. Everybody, if that boat would have been docked, it would have been people dead out there. It would have been more people jumping in and helping out. But the boat wasn't docked yet. What's happening well, I, is spiritual. That whole thing that we've seen was spiritual. The I didn't know. I, I didn't know this. I found this out through social media. I didn't know a black man invented the folding chair. I never. I went to HBCU, and I still don't. I I didn't even know that a black person invented the folding chair. Mm-hmm. It took for yeah, I didn't know that. I found out. The brother that hit that white woman over the head when she was on the ground <laughs> with the folding chair. They mentioned him specifically. Okay. That was going to be prosecuted. But and but also a lot of a lot of attorneys are saying they will come to his aid. That's exactly, all right. Sister Beth. And that's all but right. Look at this though. Here's my thing, family. Now this all happened, we all proud. I'm happy. I feel a certain type of way. Like I'm you know what I mean? But but we gotta look at this. It probably wasn't a psyop. But we don't know because, first of all, after we see him go over the uh, head of that woman with that chair, family, what did we see? The the police immediately escorted his ass out and dropped him on the ground and was putting handcuffs on him. I saw multiple news reports talking about some they can't find him. They asked him to come back and turn himself in. How? If he was just laying there on the ground and y'all had him locked? Well, I I did see that part. Now, I only saw one video of it, okay? And it was from a sister who was talking in the background. She was the narrator, okay? So I didn't really, because I'm, I'm tired of it, man. Uh, white I, people, I too. them white folks on that boat took what they deserved. They got what they deserved, a severe beatdown. Because they were the ones who initiated the problem to begin with by four or five of them jumping on the brother. Right? And then the white woman come in on the tail end of the thing. Two white women, as a matter of fact, one of them was on the boat. They threw her ass in the water. <laughs> right? And then the other one, she come in on the tail end of the thing, and that's when she got the beat down with the chair. What I'm saying is, I want justice. And I think that's what them postal workers you were, t- you were mentioning earlier, who moved out of the hood, because they tired of the violence. Right? Mm-hmm. 
That's why most of us move out the hood, because we're tired of the violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want justice, because they're making, what you say, $20-something an hour, and they want to keep mm-hmm. that $20-something an hour. Them the people now, that took want, the, you know. Them the people that would take the shot to keep that twenty something dollars an hour. Right. See see, I left United Airlines because I didn't want to take the shot to keep my little twenty one, twenty two dollars an hour, right? But when I went to Amazon, Amazon doesn't require you to have any of that stuff because they need them packages delivered at them people's front door. Right. So I was cool. You know what I mean? I was cool when I switched over and I went to Amazon, but even though even though even though I'm making in between twenty and twenty two dollars an hour, it's still not enough to survive to live in Philly and I live in North Philly. Right. You understand? Any of the family that's on here or know anything about Philly, I live off of Allegheny Avenue. So y'all already know what that's about. But Brother Ross is the bad family, even though I'm making the money that I'm making. I choose to live where I live, and I choose to stay where I stay because about eight years ago, I seen a lecture from Bobby Hemmett, and I seen a lecture, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was Dr. Layla Africa or something like that, but they was talking about how um, the goodness and everything comes out of the hood. Everything mm-hmm. you you can't be too far removed from your people, and I've always, yeah, I've I always remember held that, that with me, and I never, yeah, right, Sister Bev, like I never, now ain't nobody telling nobody to live in no projects, but right. when you think about the things that we create, you think about um, the innovation that comes through everything. The innovation comes through us being in our struggle. The innovation don't come from you living 15 minutes outside of the city line because now you feel as though you've arrived. You've we waited. lack the institutions to be able to to manifest uh, both economically and physically our creativity. And the people that control those things are Old Testament. That's why Jamie Foxx on his knee. You had black movie producers in the 1940s. Come on, black people. Brother Rob, they black movies because black actors couldn't get jobs in Hollywood. What changed? They coming after. So, you know, a lot of the people on the conscious channels on YouTube and everywhere else on social media, um, they've been doing a breakdown of, of who clones how wrong. And I don't think nobody ever, I've listened to multiple videos. Nobody has Mm -hmm. ever made the connection of those light-skinned people with the afros. They was Jews. I had interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They They was the Jews. Yeah. Because that's what they look like, Sister Mm Mm When Now, when you really think about, I'm in Philly, New Jersey, New York, that region. We see these Jews with the curly beards, but they do got like they look like those people on who framed, I mean, on who clone Tyrone. They yeah. look like mm-hmm. them a little bit. They white, but they curly. They keep their beard. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. They got their hands in I the hood. They got their hands in the community. They the, they the DJs. 
I'm going to give you one that's even more up-to-date than even those in the movie, and it's the Jewish singer who's always at the NBA games because he wants to be black when it's convenient, but he wants to let it be known that he's Jewish when it's convenient. Drake. Thank you. See, I didn't even know his name. <laughs> Automatically, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's how much controversy he's involved in. He don't. He don't fall off one little bit. And his and and to be honest, he's a good song maker. But the hood, we've already found out he don't even write half of the stuff that he's rapping about. He don't write half of that. We didn't already found that out. It's like people accept certain things. Like we. We've come to the period where we've accepted too much bullcrap. Because we want to be accepted, my clone Tyrone? Who cloned Tyrone and that Montgomery uh, boat bra? Um, we got a we 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 got a chain of like gas station stores here in this little region in Jersey and New York and and Philly and all that. It's called Wawa. I lied to you, not this white couple brought my meal. I didn't even need them to buy my meal. My wallet and stuff was in my bag in my truck, and I thought I could use my Apple Pay, but that, was, that wasn't that was working. It's some crazy crap, and I had to go back to my truck, but the but the line was wrong. The day after that Montgomery brawl, yeah. they knew what was up, and they paid for my meal. Now, I ain't bragging or nothing like that, but when we talk about spirit, spiritual stuff, let me tell you what I'm sensing, because, see, there can be two outcomes to what's coming. One is going to be Russia and Ukraine, and we are Ukraine. Yeah, we mm. got some weapons, but they don't compare with who you're talking about fighting. They don't compare, not and, even remote. And the other outcome I'll, is going mm-hmm. to be Black people and white people beyond the government have to sit down and decide what's fair and equitable and justifiable in terms of where this country is going in the future. Because the whole world is changing around us. This is why I'm pointing out what's going on in Africa is unprecedented. Oh, shout out to the press. Shout out to the acting president or whatever they calling that over there in Burkina Faso. He's the same yep, age as me, 35. Brother Rob, sister Ben, we tired. See, it was a reason why when I was in high school, the mid-2000s, they came out with that crunk music. It was a reason why for this Montgomery Boat Brawl, if y'all really think about the playlist and and knuck and if you buck and all these different types of songs, it's a like it's a reason, yo. It's programming, man. They the got early, the rubber. It's programming, brother. It's programming. The lion gate, the lion but what I'm gate is open too. Yeah, that is on eight eight. That is correct. Since brother Rob, it's pro. All right. So say like if we say like if we go to this karate school, right? Mm-hmm. We spar and we compete against each other before we go against different gyms. 
when you're playing football, when you're playing basketball, you're scrimmaging your own teammates. You know what I mean? You're practicing against your own teammates before you even go out there to even play this school, that school, that neighborhood, this gym. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. all the stuff that we've been learning in the black community against each other and the and, and the degenerate stuff that's going on, I think a time has changed. And I think with just Montgomery brawl, I think all the practice we've been using on ourselves, I think is going to elevate to a, to a more higher level. This drill music, um, like Brother like uh, Brother Bobby and other people said, uh, we kind of got to have martyrs and a lot of these people that's dying and doing the shooting and doing the killing. They're the martyrs. They're the, they're the evil ones. They are the ones that kind of got to get up off of this planet in order for us to go where we need to go because it only needs to be a small percentage of the people to be able to go to a certain height in order to wake all the rest of the people up. But from everybody I know out here that's getting shot and doing the shooting and doing the shooting back and all this different type of crazy stuff. And I'm looking at them from when we grew up two years ago, I had, he was my best, like my best friend all the way up until like 11th grade. He died. He got shot in his head. Um, When I look back at that, he always had death on him. He always did the most. Um, he was never chilling. Um, so he had that mark of death on him. He was death struck, as what they, as what the old heads call it. You, you know, you death struck. He always had that on them. And when he died, and all the other people that's dying, that's going on, and in the midst of the degeneracy, maybe these people mm-hmm. need to go. You know what I mean? I, I understand he, exactly what you're saying. All I'm saying at it. we're not prepared to fight nobody. But, I mean, we just it's just not there. You're talking about, so, that's what I mean about Ukraine versus Russia. Right. Russia is highly organized, extremely well-armed. You might win a battle here and there, but in the final analysis, there's going to be a hit team sent after you. And I think I mentioned this weeks ago that uh, Zelensky – is as good as dead. He's if he's not dead already, and yeah, we just watching some AI stuff. Yeah, yeah, look, look, let me tell you something, man. Half the black community going to be on the side of white people. The other half of the black community is going to be on the side of white people. Now, that's two halves of the black community. One on one side of white people, the other on the other side of white people. Who's the friend and who's the enemy? But it ain't even the white folks. It's the, like you say, it's the elite who's making this division. It's it's not a lot of the regular white That's folks. That's exactly what I'm trying to get people to understand. But I guarantee you, I don't go to social media, but I already know what it is. I already know because I know how we react in the feedback loop. Hey, hey, brother, about that feedback loop, you ain't never lied. Um, before I went to work today, I went to my corner store, and they got this. This is black-owned gym. Um, it's a little house, John. They, the first floor, they got the gym, and I guess the people live upstairs or whatever. But 
I would like to think that they got, you know, like a black gym in our community. Um, yeah. So I go in the store. I come in the store, one of the guys that be in the gym, he come out. Now, this stuff happened but probably 30 hours ago. He got a shirt with a folding chair in the middle, and it say, I stay ready. <laughs> so on the front, already with a folding chair. They got folding chair earrings. They they just they just going to the max. But at the same time, though, I connect that with what you just said with us being on both sides of it. You know what I mean? And I I, I look at us being on both sides of what's going on now. I'm not a Republican. I'm a I'm I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm an independent. But at the end of the day. I'm conservative in my views because black people are naturally conservative. Damn yep. all this crazy LGBTQ crazy shit going on. No, 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 no. Naturally, we're all conservative. So at the end of the day, if some stuff pop off, hate to, well, I ain't going to say I hate to say it, but we probably going to be on the side of both. Not Stu Peters, but yeah, both. That's what I would say. Black people are in a Jimmy Dore mindset right now. So who's the enemy? I'm sorry? So who's the enemy? Look, I've seen so many videos the past week of black men, specifically of all age groups, saying the hell with Joe Biden and the Democrats, they vote the orange man even if he goes to jail. It's unbelievable, man. And they got valid reasons as to why they voting for this man. I'm watching the Democratic Party literally panic over the fact that they losing black support in droves and Hispanics. Okay? So I'm listening at these brothers. And it's just blowing me away because they're making so much sense about what they're saying. All right? Because the first thing you have to ask yourself is what, what the hell is Biden and the Democrats done for black people? Everywhere I go, every time I talk to somebody on the street, and you know, I'll be saying some random stuff like, let's say I'll be in a Your phone is kind of messing up. We can't hardly hear you. I'll be able to get walking by and I say, yo, this is your body. You got to get closer to your phone. You got to get closer to your phone. I'm getting tired of this. You got to get closer to your phone. I don't know. He don't hear. What's happening in France and what's happening in Europe. It hasn't gotten to America yet, and that's why I made reference to the people that, you know, you got your little post office job, you work at your little UPS, you making twenty five dollars an hour. All right, you ain't, all right, you ain't gotta live in North Philly. All right, you can move out this county. You can move out there. All right, all right, you can move out Buster County or whatever the case might be. It's going have to you, take have, you, have you taken it? Have you taken a look at what's going on? He he can't hear. In order for Caller. something to do, and that's kind of what we're doing in my country. We're all situations. 
You got to get closer Everybody, to your phone. Nobody agrees with any of this stuff. Nobody agrees with Dan's price. Nobody your agrees with very food prices. Nobody you agrees with this tranny shit. He can't hear. I told y'all, I, I told y'all before, before, the Northeast region, region is heavy people Israelite, Muslim. Most of what uh, you're uh, saying, like, you can't. Just, just, no, nobody's on that mindset of following these Democratic parties, except for the Sears and, and the people that's with this crap. People is waiting. Y'all seen what happened in Dearborn, Michigan? They ain't even, they ain't even America. They went off on them people. Like you're not going to teach our kids, our kids this. You talking about the so Muslims? What's going to happen? The Muslim uh, men are going to go the way of. But watch this. France. The same thing is happening. The, the same thing is happening. It's going to go the way of the country. Everybody getting tired. But you know. See, uh, okay. yeah. I'll say the about the BMW. They still the make it out of They got their good job. Okay, we're going to have to end the show because we the show is ended and I don't have any control over the phone. Oh. So no. that's how come he can't hear us. All the things no. are. Okay, so we're looking forward to now. talking with you next week. That's the only, and uh, please, family, do send a donation so Dr. X can Rob, get his roof fixed. You, you, Thank you, um, Dr. X. Thank you, you family, for listening. Oh, Jeff, you're going to hear this. Oh, Jeff, family, because you can't hear us. Oh, I'm uh-uh. sorry. Oh, wow. I'm, I I have my earbud okay. in. I'm steady talking to Dot. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you can I'm hear us now because I can't control the uh, the the lines anymore. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I I don't know if you got any other callers, Sister Bev, but but Brother Rob, if you watch, um, have you kept up on Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, I haven't in the past few weeks because I've been in the kind of and take care of some things here. And okay. Okay. So watch the whole walking, Fear the Walking Dead, the last season of that, and then put it all together, and you're going to see exact like you're going to see exactly what we're in right now and how the kids are following. I saw all of the last seasons until this one. Now, okay, I'm so I don't want to spoil it for you, but once you see this last season of Fear the Walking Dead, you want to like it's going to tie into everything that's going on and um, how they got I'm going the genders against each other. I'm going to suggest that you and the family go back and pay close attention to uh, Westworld. Okay. Because now AI is upon us. And that whole series is about transhumanism and AI. And that's what we're dealing with. So, so the fact that you're telling me about the AI, so yesterday at work, um, at Amazon, so I'm a good worker, right? So yeah. I throw off the algorithm with how I do stuff. So like let's say I'm let's say I'm delivering a package on on your street 
and I have your house, I got somebody across the street, right? That might be one stop together. But, like, let's say Sister Bev lived three doors up from you. Like, it's three doors up. Like, that should be with the other stop that I was at. Add that. And I messed up the algorithm. Me and, like, three other people, my manager had to come to me, and they had to tell us, like, yo, on these certain routes, the new people that we hiring and the people that we have, the slackers, like, y'all, like, y'all, y'all messing up the algorithm and y'all making the AI think that these routes could be getting done in eight hours when it actually it takes 10, 11 hours for them to get done. We're going to need you to slow down, and we're going to need you to do this, that, and the third. And I told them, I'm not slowing down. I didn't come here to be at this job for no 12, 13 hours. Like, I'm trying to get done my job. Right. Um, they need to get rid of the computer learning AI system altogether all because it's unfair. Just be, So Amazon requires you to do in between 16 and 20 stops an hour, right? I yes. do in between 30 and 35. Because I know stuff can happen while you out there on your route. You know what I mean? Um, so let me you, let me build myself up and let me stay at a thirty pace, a thirty two hour stop pace so that I can do this at the third. Stop it right but there. The algorithm shouldn't change right because the algorithm knows me, it should not change for somebody that's not me. Like that's me. The algorithm shouldn't be making decisions based on Brother Tuck performance or based upon Brother Rob performance what I can do. But it does. Can you hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Okay, now watch this. Have you ever heard of the term overqualified? Overqualification. Oh, I'm overqualified, Brother Rob. Happy. A lot of jobs I get, I get responses back for. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.